here's the best part. Are we on right now? All right, so Sarah is not here tonight. Here instead, my very good friend. That's right. Joey Coco Mad Flavor Diaz. Now listen, I will tell you this. For those of you who are not familiar with Joey Diaz, if you are easily offended, if you... I cannot believe how much weed I just watched you eat in about 27 <laughs> seconds. I mean, you just put away... And I, I consider myself to be a professional. But right now, here's the best part about it. He's not done either. The best part about it is, this bar right here that you picked up, you said to me, how is this? Which means you've never had it before. And you just ate half of it. Sight unseen. We got no time to fuck around. I'm over the rails. What's the name of it? Off the rails. Off the yeah, fucking rails. I'm actually kind of worried because he only ate half? Yep. What's wrong? You, you know okay? why? Because I'm saving you a piece. Yeah. Oh, I just had a gummy yeah. bear. I just had a gummy bear. Now, now why do you say gummy? It's gummy. Because I say what I say. Now, you, you're going to eat that whole... I love the fact... Now, let me just say... Before, let me just go on by saying... If you are at all easily offended by words or thoughts or ideas... This is not... Not the show for you. No, no. <laughs> go watch Rain Girl. Or, yeah, this is not going to be... The Mindy Project will is, knock yourself this out. Is not gonna, this is not going to be your hour. You know what? I, why I was thinking about you today, Joe Diaz? What happened? You heard about what Gary Oldman said, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about you. For those of you who don't know you, Gary Oldman did an interview in Playboy, and he basically said... Yeah, Mel Gibson kind of got a raw deal. It's basically what he said, right? He basically said, who hasn't said that stuff behind closed doors? Do you know what is amazing about you? You can say, and for me especially, you just ate that whole candy bar. (laughs) (laughs) Sight unseenly. He was like, what's this like? And he ate the whole thing. All right. Here's what's amazing to me about you. And I don't know how you get away with it, but you do. You really, without offending people, Say basically everything, any word that comes out of your mouth, any story. It is amazing. And now I know why it never offends me because I know there isn't, there is not a racist, uh, bigoted bone in your body. There isn't. And I would tell people all the time. You know, people were always surprised that I let you babysit, and I was like, listen, Joey's like a giant teddy bear, and he would, if he likes you, he will jump in front of a bus for you, right? So I knew that with my kids. But but so you get away with saying, why do you think that you have like you've always had that? By the way. You've all, I've known you for 17 years, yeah. right? So you've always had that. Nobody's ever been offended by what you said. And some of the most foul things I've ever heard, heard. come out of your mouth. Heard. Why do you think that is? Because you expect it. I, it's like when I go on stage with a suit on. It doesn't work. You used to. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, it doesn't work. But you remember you used to. When you first try. went on stage. I used you, to try. He went on stage with a suit, a three-piece <laughs> suit, with a vest, a vest and everything. Yeah. But I think 210 pounds, too. Yeah, no, it's a, but still, it just, it it's, you know when somebody is not committing to something. Right. There's so many people who try to say things, and they get themselves in hot water, and they weren't really committed. Yeah. And I always say, that if you put a tape recorder on me like Donald Sterling, nobody's really going to get surprised, and nobody's going to get offended because they know I don't mean any of those things. It's just, in the heat, you know, I learned how to talk in a neighborhood that that's where they talk. That's right, where they, you grew up, that's how that's they talk. How they spoke. Right. They spoke like that. And in a lot of other neighborhoods, and it's, and it's amazing how when you go somewhere, especially, he also spoke about that they're liberals in this town. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Listen, man, uh, it's just we're, we're living in a society that's oversensitized. Yeah. Right now, we're oversensitized. I was watching Lethal Weapon, 1987 film. Right. They get out of the car, they go to see the hooker. 
Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, get, yeah. the thing gets blown up. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. When, when the black guy's pushing him, like the black guy's turning his fire off, mm-hmm. he goes, hey, what are you, a fag? Listen to what he said to him. Yeah. He goes, what are you, some type of fag? Get away from me when he's... Uh, in 87. He's In 87, he's, he's uh, taking Mel Gibson's on fire, and he's right. just tapping him. He goes, hey, what are you, a fag? I heard that two weeks ago on HBO, and I'm like, how much has changed? And but you could never say that now. You cannot say that now without having to have an apology, and I don't know why a fag would get offended. See, now listen, I will tell you right now. I have, a, listening to me, right? Listening to this podcast, a huge gay audience. And I love them. I yeah. got nothing against gay people. I know. And, and, and what I would always say, like, for me, when I, if I heard that coming out of somebody's mouth that wasn't you, I might go, dude, you, that is not a word. That's not language you should use. I know you so well. And I go, but you know what it goes back to, and which is what is amazing to me, is intent, right? Your intent is never to hurt or harm. It's your vernacular. It's, vernacular. it's, it's how you grew up. And, and you know what's weird is that somebody can see you for the first time, the very first time on stage, and words will come out of your mouth that, and maybe the first 10 minutes they're like, who the fuck is this guy? By the end of the hour, they you don't care. Him. They you don't care him. what you just you got said. Got him. You got him. But let me ask you something now, because you know, and you know, you, and I know you are huge All in the Family fan. Huge All in the Family fan, right? You know, Archie Bunker was saying shit. He, I, I have something taped. It's stored on my TiVo. And by the way, to all my gay fans who are listening right now, uh, please now be offended by. No, no, no. I'm not here yeah. to offend nobody. If yeah. you're gay, I love that you're gay. If you're gonna get married, fucking get married. What yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck? You, know <laughs> you want to get married? It's fucking legal. I got nothing to get. There's no fucking. It's just amazing. I, I, Archie I Bunker it. said shit in 1970. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. But we, but but we, you couldn't get away with saying that stuff to, on to TV that, right not now. Not even close. But in 1970, he was saying it. It. it, it listen, that the funny thing is, is, what he was saying was so ignorant. He was saying it to shine a light on how ignorant he was. Right? Yeah. That was the beauty of it. And that was, it was the shining a light on this guy who was, who was ignorant, but who had a heart of gold and always ended up doing the right thing. Do you remember when Sammy Davis kissed him and he hated black people? Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Davis kissed him in the lips. And here's one where you hit it on the head. He was so, what was, what did you just say? Ignorant. He was so ignorant. There's a time when a Puerto Rican finds a cab, uh, a purse in a cab yeah. or something. Something of his, and the guy came over to his house. I remember that. And he invited him in, and he goes, come in, come in. He goes, eat it. Don't just sit there. Offer me something to drink. And, and he gets stuck for a minute. He goes, and he looks at him and he goes, eat it. What do Puerto Ricans drink anyway? He goes, I got some pineapple juice. <laughs> okay? Right? Like, he just came up with that. He goes, eat it. What do Puerto Ricans yeah. drink? He goes, I got some pineapple juice. And the guy, you can't say that today. No. <laughs> Somebody would get offended. Tomorrow, the Latino group for Americans fucking for a better America. And you're Latino. Yeah. And then you have to give them an envelope. And if society realized how this shit works, they would stop applauding this shit. Anytime somebody says something bad, there's always one group that shows up. That group is looking for a donation. They're but looking he, for a fin. They're here's looking the thing. for a small five grand. But it all comes back to intent, man. It all comes back to intent. intent. Be- because some people could say what you're saying, and I'd be like, dude, that is an angry motherfucker. You are not an angry motherfucker. No, I'm just fucking around. Can I tell you something? I was on Sports Nation yesterday. You know that show? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I said something like, um, you know, we were talking about soccer, and I said I would rather chew tinfoil than watch soccer. Oh, please. Right. Dude, the soccer fans... Amazing. Lose their fucking, fucking mind. mind. Dude, they, I get things on Twitter like, I hope you fucking die. <laughs> I hope you get shipped off to Afghanistan and step on a landmine. I'm like, 
Dude, I just said that I don't like... They lose their fucking minds. Everybody's very sensitive. Very sensitive. Soccer is this thing that came a long way, like a Johnny-come-lately motherfuckers anyway. In America, for In sure. America. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. was growing up, when they said soccer, that means you... When they, somebody said... I got tricked into that one. Somebody goes, you want to play football on Sunday? And I got there, and there was a bunch of Spanish people. I knew yeah. I was at the wrong fucking park. <laughs> okay? I knew it was at the wrong fucking park right there. There's nothing better than going out into one of these out in the valley, into one of the dirt fields on a Sunday, driving by them, and just seeing thirty Mexicans in jeans playing soccer. I was at the yeah. I was at the gym yesterday, right right down the street. Yeah. When Mexico won, it was there was riots. It was insane. There were fucking riots. They were going crazy yesterday. They were calling people from like the exercise bikes that are high fiving each other. It was a lot of fun. Did you, did you hear about the riots in town? Yeah. They're fucking riots. Now, first of all, I listen, L.A., uh, they, it's sports fans with the Lakers have turned cars over. Shit happens. But when they win the championship, the, 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 what, what did they win exactly? I don't know anything about the World Cup. I, I, I don't. They win pride. They win, They can raise their flag up high and fucking be proud. How does, how does Israel do? I don't think Israel's in it. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They have a team that's represented. Listen, we're too busy counting 20s, all right? Go fuck your mother up the ass. Fucking soccer. We'll be counting 20s. Making fucking bombs. We're making it happen here. But you know what? The Israelis might be good at soccer because they're always avoiding landmines, so they might be able to dance around there a little Maybe. bit, Lee. My, our people... Our people. You know what? You have lobbied to be Jewish for the last 20 years. Tremendous. You've wanted to be Jewish for the last fucking 20 years. Fucking hilarious. Yesterday, you know how many people are happy we put Goldberg on? Oh, yeah. Did you see that? No. Oh, my God. Fucking people like, thank you very much. Lee Lee must be in heaven. Well, you put Goldberg on your show? Yeah, yeah. He called the other day. People went fucking nuts, man. I got like are, six messages today. Like, listen. are you a, are you a Goldberg fan? I'm. I'm. I I, know, I knew him from the uh, that Jackass movie. Yeah. But honestly, I I just I never I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling, so I knew who he was, but it wasn't. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean you weren't allowed to watch wrestling? I wrestled in high school, but my mom when I was young. <laughs> I got another question. Yeah. My mom. When you I, wrestled in high school? Yeah, for six. He was an animal. From, si- from sixth grade to. Like eleventh grade. What he's, was your weight class? He's a Letterman. I started off probably at like one eighty, and then my last year was like two twenty. Did you have to wear one of those little onesies? Oh yeah. I gotta see a picture. I we do too. You, I, I was yeah. never good. We Can might, we put him in a onesie? We right? might put you in a onesie this weekend. Yeah. Like this. Like that. <laughs> Wait, and we should make you know because you can make a trading card like a mask with a oh, oh. Like star of David. Oh. Are you going a full mask like one of the, the Mexican wrestling masks? <laughs> I think that if you put him in a onesie and get a trading card, we could sell one of those. Oh god! But anyways, what? my mom never never let me watch WWE. She thought it was too violent or something. So, but you got to watch. What else did you get to watch? Did you watch movies out of violence? Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, it was that she had. So, she had something against that and The Simpsons. So the I, Simpsons. I, I was never a big Simpsons fan because I, I was never allowed to watch it. You know, when I was growing up, uh, we uh, I was basically looked after by my brother, so I didn't. Have, there were none of those rules. Oh, my dad! I watched an R movie at six, and movies for some reason weren't a big deal. Yeah, no, I remember going to see. Uh, I think I saw Animal House. Did I see Animal House? Maybe in the movies. I think maybe I was too no, young for that. Too young. I was too young for that. Did I you? Saw Animal House you saw Animal House, right? Yeah. Wait a second. Here's another question I want to ask you, because I was I've been looking for him. How do you? What were quaaludes like? I got one at the house. No, but not real ones. Not the old school quaalude. No. Well, because I was trying I to. I got f- a quaalude and two fucking hits of white ecstasy. 
at my at your house? Yeah, somebody gave it to me in uh, Portland, Oregon. They, when they gave it to me, they were on fire. <laughs> like they were sweating, they were fucking jawing. Oh, man, you gotta take this. Come with us. Uh, I had somebody in an, in an autograph line come up to me, and she, her eyes were barely open, right? And she goes, "Hey," and I go, "What's up?" And she goes, she puts something in my hand. She goes, "Take this," and I go, "What is that?" And she goes. It's horse tranquilizer. I took two of them. I am fucked up. And I was like, you took two horse tranquilizers? And she goes, it's Friday. <laughs> what state was this in? Arizona. Yeah, they're fucking crazy. Two horse tranquilizers? Well, Who it, takes a fucking horse tranquilizer? I used to snort that shit. Was it Tempe? Well, wait a second. <laughs> you used to snort? Isn't that Special K? Isn't that what special it's called? Special K. You used like, to no, no. THC Crystal, when I was a kid, had a wide cover. It covered a couple things, and one of the things it covered was angel dust and, and whatever angel dust was, whatever type of tranquilizer they fucking that was, animal tranquilizer. You snorted Special I snorted K. That shit. But you, you did. I don't know if it was Special K. This is 1978. Yeah. You did a little bit of everything. Yeah, I did a little bit of everything. Because now listen, I like that THC crystal. The people who are listening probably are not familiar with you, so we may repeat some stories. You know, Joe. We'll, we'll get Joey and I. You're talking about the safe. We stole a safe. <laughs> Joey and I stole a safe. <laughs> we, we did. That was the best plan in the world. We had we had planned to because the the guy I was working with with a, was a thief and owed me money, and um, so we planned on stealing a safe from the restaurant where I work with a with a club restaurant club whatever you call it, restaurant bar. So I was going out of town. And the big plan was I was going to give Joe the keys to the back door, and he was going to make it look someone broke in the back door, and he was going to go up the stairs and get the safe. And he, they, the, the Mariners had just played the Yankees. We were, we were like, it was the first time we wrote the script to the town. Yeah. And we didn't make no money. They were coming <laughs> yeah. to Seattle. We were ready to count 30,000 cash oh, no, no, no. at the fucking bar. At the minimum 30,000. At the minimum 30,000. Because 30, of three 000. days. Three days. Oh, I, and because, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because nobody, you don't go to the bank till Monday. So I'm like, three days of the Yankees being in town, it's going to be it's tons of cash. And I gave Joey the key, and he broke in, and he took the safe and threw the safe down fucking the wooden. 10,000 pound safe. I picked that motherfucker up. <laughs> and when I threw got, it down the stairs. When I got outside and put it in the trunk. As me and him were driving, there was two cop cars sitting in the in the driveway that belonged to that bar. Yeah. Just in there eating like a cheeseburger. And we drove away into the fucking night. And tell him what was in the safe Broke when we opened it. safe. $500 in quarters. <laughs> fucking nothing. I had to pick it up and throw it into some fucking river. I mean, that's why it was so heavy. That's how much of a crook that guy was. The reason he hadn't paid me is because he was stealing money out of the safe, too. And, and I remember weeks later, he kept saying, I know it was you guys. Yeah. You're lucky I came back Sunday and made a deposit. I'm so fucked. He knew. He had like 20 grand in there. Oh, yeah, at least. He had money in there. He had but, money in there. We uh, were a dollar late. What was he going to do? The dude, he was selling Coke out of the restaurant. We would have dimed him out anyways. The, my favorite thing about when I first met you, you were like, I need a job. And I said, all right. And I was working at that place. And there was a fetish night. So I had Joey come, and he Wednesday nights. He was he he was the doorman at Fetish Night. So there was there was two uh, transvestites who had gotten into a little bit of an argument. With an umbrella. Well, yeah, one was like had a, an, a camisole maybe, like it was a little umbrella, and they started arguing. They were older gentlemen, 
And they started arguing, and I go, Joe, Joe, you gotta throw those two guys out. And you're like, okay. So he starts to walk over, he goes, excuse me, gentlemen, uh, you guys are gonna have to go. And they keep arguing, he's like, yeah, excuse me, gentlemen, you guys are gonna have to go. And they keep arguing, so he grabs them each by one arm, and then one of them starts hitting them in the head like with, umbrella. with the umbrella. And the best part of it was, you were laughing, you, you could not stop laughing. <laughs> I had never been exposed to anything like that in my life. He was hit in the head. That was the place where there was that room downstairs where they were, dudes were laying under a glass table, and the way they got off was they were watching shit come out of a girl's ass. And so they laid underneath the table and watched girls poop on the table and jerked off while they did it. Who cleaned that up? Huh? I, I've heard that because I've heard that story. Can I tell you who cleaned it up? The very unhappy janitor. <laughs> and these people, were, there was not one good-looking person. No, I'm not a good-looking person, but these people were all fat chicks with piercings in their nose, with a whip connected to their tits. Certain, there was a certain stench. Just that, fucking, just it disgusting. Was terrible. And you're excited to see a woman naked, but not these fucking women. No. It was like they had been whipped and beat and lit on fire, oh. and they had skin grabs and who, shit. Was who was the DJ who pulled up in the hearse? Didn't he have a hearse? He, 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 didn't that dude? That's right. But the he DJ had a, had a hearse, and he had all his equipment in the back of the hearse. That dude looked like he hadn't seen sunlight in like 35 years. I don't know if the police computer even works in Seattle. I blasted the fifth night of the Seattle comedy competition. I fucking rear-ended a guy coming off the five. I hit him so hard with that car. The car was done. The white car. Yeah, the yeah. The was done. The, the bumper just fell off, and the... Uh, the left quarter panel just fell off after I hit him. His car was gone. This guy never called the cops. Never, never called the cops? Never did nothing. I told him I had to go to a contest. He's like, go ahead. It was raining. It was, fuck, I couldn't believe, like, how much stupid shit I did that never. Will you please tell the story about that, that first hit of ecstasy I gave you? Oh, please. Will you tell that story? Yeah, I, hit, I did a fucking hit of ecstasy on a Monday morning. Listen, man. Let me tell you something, people. I'm ready to rock at all times. <laughs> I don't need to plan shit. I don't need to think about nothing. You little yeah. fucking, fucking freaks that we're gonna take ecstasy at Vegas. Fuck you. That's for pussies. You don't plan fucking drug trips. The best thing about a drug trip, whatever drug you decide to take, is that it just happens. It just happens. Remember the concerts you planned? Yeah, we're gonna go again, and then you go and By it way, sucks. It's why New Year's Eve sucks. Because you people plan are planning it. it out to you. You plan it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. when I call you at 5 and go, Doug, I got two tickets to Soundgarden at the Jan uh, August 29th at the fucking thing with nine-inch nails. Yeah. Buckle up. Let's, Let's go. Let's fucking go down there. Yeah. Come on, Joey. I got. To, I don't give a fuck about your stupid class. Let's go. <laughs> and me, on the, way, on the way down there, you bump into a chick. She's got heroin. Somebody else sucks your dick. <laughs> you're smoking cigarettes. And all of a sudden, you're like, God damn. It's like when they shot the guy in Goodfellas. Like, it's a good fucking time. You know what I'm saying? We just shot somebody in the fucking leg. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was with you until a certain point. What, about the shooting somebody? No, well, no, until you start getting, like, you just bump into somebody with heroin. Like, that's that's that, what happens <laughs> on a road. <laughs> That's not going to happen when you plan stupidity. That's an adventure, That's an adventure Did you hear him? You, you get in the fucking car and, and whatever. And you bump into somebody with heroin. And you bump into someone <laughs> with heroin. And somebody sucks your dick. And yeah. I never forget going to Har uh, Harlem one night to get blow, and we couldn't get it. And then we seen a hooker. Me, Roger Holloway, and Snicky seen a hooker smoking crack. And he drove, he drove up to her real quick, and he goes, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, smoking crack, motherfucker. He goes, you got more of that? She goes, yeah, $5 a thing. He goes, what can I get for $100? I'll never forget that. She came home and she goes, put your hands up. 
I'm like, put your hands out. And he was like, what? And he goes, put your hands out. And she just started throwing those little vials in his hand. So finally, we kind of we're like, what do we do with them? We snort them. She's like, no, you got to smoke it. You peck a head motherfucker. <laughs> and we're looking around. We're like, we got no pipe. And all of a sudden, I see Roger looking at her. I see Roger looking at her. How much for that pipe you smoke? <laughs> he bought the fucking pipe from the crack hole hooker. And we smoked crack all fucking night. We didn't plan that. <laughs> but it just but happened. Can I tell you, that doesn't sound quite as fun as going to start Stone Garden. Sound Garden. Smoking, smoking crack out of a hooker's crack pipe oh. doesn't sound... <laughs> at 7 in the morning, when you have plans and aspirations with your life, you were going to college, <laughs> there you are smoking crack with a black... Chick. Dog, I smoked... I, when I was 19, I smoked PCP with a pregnant chick. I was going to say, and what? And I didn't even know she was fucking pregnant until two hours into the conversation. What did so you think this, that bump was? wasn't a bump. I was, going to, I, was a, I was working for a bookie then. And I went one Monday, and he goes, we're not going to work today. The number comes out of Philly today or something, so go home. We'll pay you anyway. It's 10 in the morning. I'm walking around. I go, let me buy weed. And as I walked into the weed places, I walked out some chicks like, you want to buy a tray? So when you bought weed in those days, it was $10 for the weed, and there was trays. Trays was Gorilla Biscuits, Angel Dust, but Jim Jones. what does a tray look $3 like? $3 bag. It's a $3 right. bindle with white powder in it, and it could be anything. It, that week, it was Jim Jones. So oh, they that, named it. They gave they, it They name. gave it right. names. So that was always Gorilla Biscuits. That was always angel dust. So what you do is you roll the joint, and then you sprinkle some of the tray on it. You smoke that shit, and that was angel dust. We fucking smoked it at 10 in the morning. And we're like, what are you going to do now? Let's go to a park and talk. We're talking at this park. And she's like, well, I'm three months pregnant. I almost fucking died. I hung with that chick till, and nothing happened sexually. Or right. Nothing. I hung with her from 10 that morning to like 9 that night. I still remember that taking the bus back to Jersey going, I'm never going to repeat that story to anybody. Because that is fucking wrong. I just, How old were you? How old were you? 19. 19. I just got out of high school. 19. Tell, tell them about the exercise. The exercise. Yeah. I get up one fucking Monday. I go into the main house. You're in there drinking a protein shake, whatever, eating a turkey burger. And we're talking. And he says to me, well, I got this hit of ecstasy left over. I go, what the fuck? It's Monday. It's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. day to be alive. I popped this motherfucker like at 1030. And I go to Swanee's, the bar. And I'm at the bar, and I think it's Rodney and oh and it's uh, Kermit Appio and a bunch of those fucking mooks. Good Lord. And all of a sudden, my page went off, and it was Carol, the ex. And she had His a restraining ex. order against me. That's uh, a good fart. That's a tremendous that fart. Is That's a tuna oh fish God. with protein shake uh, after my fucking epileptical I workout. Can't, it's not epileptical. Whatever the fuck it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, Lee, you ready can, for another edible? Can I, just, can I just say my favorite? Listen, you, it, it, one of the best things about you is, is that you, you, mix, you mix up words and sayings. One of my favorite sayings that you mixed up was, hey, uh, <laughs> I got a memory like a hawk. And I was like, nah, I think it's eyesight. And you were like, nah, it's memory. <laughs> I go, no, it's eyesight. He goes, Josh Wolf. Always call me by my first and last name. Always. Josh Wolf. A hawk leaves a tree in the morning and flies around. Flies around in a forest where all the trees look the same, but always finds its way back to that same fucking tree. That's same a great fucking, fucking memory. Tree, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was what like, I can't do? argue. I can't argue with that. That do? is a pretty good memory. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Uh, you want another edible? No, I'm okay. So it's a Monday morning. Yeah. It gives me a thing. I go down to Swanee's. I'm at Swanee's. My pager goes off. It's Carol. You're right. And she's telling me how she misses me. Now we got a res- She has a restraining order against me because I choked her. 
like the month before, and this one dragged on forever. I ripped this. Not after. This is before I pulled the hair. But can I tell you something? This was, was this, this before or after you hit it with a stake? Uh, <laughs> but can I just say? Oh, that? I hit it with the stake on Gardner. That's when she hit me with the stake, and I hit it with the mace. But you, she used to hit you hard. Oh, she was crazy. This dirty she bitch. She used to hit. She was you fucking crazy. Bro. This bitch was fucking. But how crazy. long were you together with her? Four years. I remember one time I threw a beating on her in Miami, because she kept telling me smack me while she was sucking my dick, and I had to hit her. <laughs> she wanted me to hit her to knock her off my dick, like me just smacking, and I kept I couldn't do it. Like just. And finally, she's like, come on, you fat motherfucker. Hit me. And so she's like, I want to suck your dick and for you to knock me off. Like, it was like a, like a karate movie. So By the I way, can I say... Can I say she, you know what? She called him for the podcast. She did? And told Lee that the reason why she's got carpal tunnel syndrome is from giving hand jobs. What, at the, at the strip club? You know, she's still stripping. She's got to be 50. She's still stripping. How old is she? 45. I gotta tell you, she's still stripping. She was bananas. She's bananas. She's still bananas, dog. She has two kids. She has a guy that lives on the couch that fucks her, and he knows that she turns tricks at the strip club. Is that right? Yeah, she fucks you for two hundred. Is that the old Indian dude? Her. No, he died. Did he leave her money? He left her two million, and then the how fuck, much money you think she's got? Six million. She told me six million liquid. Liquid. And she still strips? Still strips. That's a filthy fucking animal. But why do you think she has that? Because she's the cheapest person I've ever she, met. Ever, ever. But why, wh- where does that come from for her? She you, grew up in a fucking cult. In a she cult. Had nothing. That's right. That's right. She had $3 million and she bought curbs. She bought the uh, West, one of the franchises? She bought the whole Midwest region. She bought one, then she bought two, then two chicks caved, and she picked those up. So some gym came in and bought all of them. She cashed in on that. She's got three houses, a boat. But she's dumb as a box of rocks. Dumb as a box of rocks and still gives blowjobs. Still in college, got her master's degree. She's got $6 million and she's still giving blowjobs for $100. Still giving blowjobs for 100 bucks and fucking you for two. She even told me once she sucked the guy's dick without a condom and her throat was sore. What is wrong she's with cra- her? She's crazy. She, and, but you got to love her because she's that but she, crazy. Here's the deal. She would... She put that restraining order out on you, right? But she but then she but then she would call me and go, "Can you bring Joey to my house and sneak him past because I have a restraining order?" I'm like, "I don't really want to get. I'm not sure I need to get involved." (laughs) This is crazy. All right, so she so she calls me. I go down there. I hadn't seen him in like three weeks. I go in. We start fucking and sucking, and within ten minutes they start pounding on the door. Yeah, the cops are there because the neighbor saw me. Because she had told the neighbors. The neighbor, if you see him, call the cops. So I'm hiding under the bed, and the cops, and the bed's going up and down That's from what my stomach. Carol told me, I go, where was he hiding? She goes, under the bed. I go, why did he get busted? And she goes, it looked like the bed was breathing. The bed. One time I hid in the hamper. One time I hid in the hamper. I fit, fit in the I, I Chinese kid in Ocean's Eleven. That was me. I fit in the fucking hamper one time. Like that little fucking... <laughs> it was a... You have... Those were four years that were. But you. Stu- but then we didn't. You didn't no, no. tell the thing that happened. The best part about it is he gets put in the back of a cop car, handcuffed, and he starts to roll on ecstasy. With no shirt on. <laughs> no shirt on. They put me in a bus, and it's getting hot in there, and I'm starting to get on ecstasy. But I, I don't know it's ecstasy. I'd forgotten I took it till I got to the jail cell. Then so, they p- put me in the jail cell in the holding tank with 15 guys. Rolling on ecstasy. And I'm so, sitting there going, yeah. God damn. And then I'll never forget this. They were fingerprinting me. I was fucking gone. Like, he's fingerprinting me, and I'm giggling and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> for the audio listeners, if you haven't looked him up yet, if you didn't know him, he's the bigger guy from the longest yard. Like so, you were that size, like under the bed. No, no, I was a lot smaller. He was smaller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I was two sixty then. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you still raised the yeah, yeah. I was a big guy. Yeah. You know? It was, yeah, let me tell you, she was uh, crazy. crazy I'm telling you, she wanted me to beat her up on fucking New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. Out of nowhere, like smacked her. She couldn't even go out on New Year's Eve because of the black eyes she had. She, but that's the thing. She liked, <laughs> she wanted to she get hit. fucking crazy. Oh. It was absolutely insane. Things came out of her mouth that you never, ever heard before. Like, people think I'm fucking crazy. She told me things that I sat there and said, wow. Like, I thought I was a bad motherfucker to let But wait, out. she always did that. Because here's the deal. I, I don't think crazy. she really, honestly, one of the few people where I could, I, I never, she was never scared of fucking anything. Anything. She was never scared She's that of, retarded. She's that she was, But she was never scared of fucking anything. She's she was stupid. insane. She's insane. Did you, uh, have you been to Seattle or do you still have... I don't go to fucking that place. Do you still have some more? Yeah, you still yeah, I got a up there for no anger management class. And they still hold it. <laughs> My friend teaches jujitsu to the cops. He's like, Doug, they can't do nothing for you. You have to either turn yourself in. So my attorney called up and like, well... We'll, wait, we'll work on a fine, but he still has to come up here. I'm not going up there. Though. No, because they're going to put you in jail. Yeah, they're going to put me in jail. No, that's not why. And I've, I've, I've seen you in King County Jail. I'm not I used to get, to I used jail. to get collect calls at work. I'm not you have back. a collect call from a prisoner at King County, County jail. jail. I'm not going back to fucking. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not going. <laughs> Although you were the skinniest I had ever fucking seen you. Oh, bro, they give you that prison. That's a Weight Watchers. That's Weight Watchers <laughs> Deluxe. That diet. You can uh, eat everything you want because they don't give you a lot. I, I, I want, I want, and, and then we can get on to something else. I do want these people to hear that story of you putting that dude in the trunk. Oh, Kevin. You know, I called him and left him a message yesterday to check up on him just to see how he was doing because I always try to check up on him once a month. And he'll call me three days later fucked up. Hey, I'm calling you back, man. Thanks for checking up on me. Tell everybody what, what, what happened and why you put I that I fucking di- kidnapped him. What are you <laughs> I put him in the trunk of a car, man. It was, uh, why did you put him in the trunk of a car? Because he had two kilos of coke. And I wanted, you know, it's so fucking crazy how the tangled web where you weave. And it, just because I ended up in... It's, people do it every day in regular lives. Like, people got a girlfriend on the side, and they think everything's fine. All of a sudden, they get home, and their girlfriend's sitting next to the wife. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And that's the same thing. It's a tangled web, man. I, I, I tried to rob this guy, and I had another guy that was a biker dude, and he was going to help me rob the guy. And once we set him up, the biker tried to rob me. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that part. tried to rob me, yeah, because it was like a three-way deal. So afterward, he, you know, we don't have an hour to tell this fucking story from the beginning. But, right. Uh, when I got back from going to the guy's house, he told me that he had gone to the guy's house and there was nothing there. I knew there was an eight ball in the drawer. I knew, but he didn't know where the two pounds were. The biker the, guy didn't. The biker guy didn't know. He knew where the ounce was and the eight ball in the drawer. And there was $1,800 cash. He didn't know where the big Coke was. So when he came back and said there was only 300 there and like an eight ball, I, right there I knew. I go, okay. Let me go to the car and see what the fuck's going on. So I already had him set up. I already go, oh. So he went over there, comes back light. He didn't, I knew he didn't get the coke because he wouldn't have come back. So I went over there. I went right from that fucking house in Boulder, right to the guy's house, kicked the door open, took the fucking coke out of the ceiling. I ripped the fucking ceiling down. 
There was those old school ceilings that you put the tiles in. Yeah. That people still use to put coke in there in the yeah. old movies and you put the tile back and shit. And that's how you catch those drug dealers. If you look at the tile, the tile's always pu- pushed up a half inch. Ah, that's, <laughs> that's the miracle one right there. It's fucking crazy, man. The other day I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone. I remember I used to live with him. He was my roommate. Like in the 80s. In he'd Denver say, or New York? No, in Jersey. And he'd really? say to me, if you want to do a blast, help yourself. It's under the baby's crib. What? He had a baby at the time. So to hide the coke, you had to go in the fucking room, <laughs> get under the crib and push the crib up a little bit. With the baby the in bottom, it? the bottom, you had to push the crib up and slide the envelope out from under, not the baby, so it was under the mattress. Oh. You know what I'm God. saying? So you had to crawl under the crib, push the, and then it had like the thing like Papillon, like you had to push yeah. the bars up, and sometimes you turned on, you were locked in because you were under the crib in like a fucking, in like a cocoon position. You think I'm kidding you, though? Joe Dance. I just remembered this, and I'd have to take the bait, the, the coke out, take some out, and put it right back in. I went up in that room 80 fucking times. The, <laughs> the next day he goes, I tell you to take a bump, not six grams. <laughs> Let me tell you, you know, Joey and I have done a couple of drugs together. And when when uh, when we first got to LA, I lived in a shitty apartment. And every now and then, you would crash on my couch and all the time. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is when Jakey was in diapers. So Jake, uh, Joey had spent the night, and we were sitting. And I had these. Uh, do you remember what my dining room table was? It was the, it was that old. It was made out of an old wooden barrel, and all of the chairs were made out of wooden barrels too. It was the the white trashiest thing you've ever seen in your life. But Joey and I are sitting there, I'm making breakfast, and Jacob starts running around, and I hear and I see him running around, shaking his hands like this, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I go, buddy, come in here. And he comes in and he's holding, you know, the little bindles, two little bindles of coke, two little bindles, and he's rattling them around because he likes the noise they're making. I go, give me those, buddy, and he goes, oh, that's where those went. And I was like. I was like, man, if you're going to sleep on the couch... They fell out of my pocket. <laughs> I go, if you're going to sleep on the couch, you're going to have to secure your drugs. <laughs> Maybe I know the night I lost him. I was going to fuck the chin. The chin with the big tits down oh, the hallway. Oh, down the hallway? I gave her a bump of coke one night, and she was relentless, The dog. chin. That chick kept knocking the door. What, is her, what was her name? I, Julie. Julie. I remember one time we were down by the pool, and everybody was down there. Carol, Malia, kids. And she goes, come upstairs, and I'll give you ice cubes. I went upstairs and I started sucking her tits. She had the biggest tits. Huge. Huge. The chin. Just what? I go, I go, can I suck one of your tits? She goes, sure. She's getting the ice. I'm sucking on her fucking tit sure. like an infant. But that one night I gave her a bumper cug dog. She was relentless. She kept coming to the door. And I'm like, the kids are sleeping. You were sleeping. Malia was sleeping. John was sleeping. And she's like, can we do another bump? And I'm like, oh, come over. I got beer. She had big tits. I'm like, I love to. I never got my dick sucked with a chick without a chin. Oh, what did her chin look like? <laughs> it was. It went from her lower lip, lip basically, basically to her neck. She didn't. She oh. she had a chin, but, but something it, had happened. Yeah, I think but maybe she was, it was from sucking so much dick. Yeah, she was from sucking dick. She, she wasn't bad. <laughs> no, she was cute. At four in the morning, you let her suck your dick and you eat a monkey. She had big tits and shit. Forget for the. <laughs> For everybody not listening who are not familiar with Joe Diaz vernacular, monkey is vagina. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should follow, I need to follow you and around. We had, the, we had the lesbians that were on heroin that lived next door. To Yo, who were, they used to sell that. What was that? Um, Omaha steak, right? They, so they lived next door and they were heroin addicts. And they, every like two weeks, 
you could tell when their shipment had gone because they didn't go out and fucking sell anything, and they they didn't keep the steaks in the freezer because they were heroin addicts. And two weeks in, the fucking place would the whole place would stink because they just left the steaks on the fucking table, and they you knock on their door, you open the door to be stinky steaks on the, and they just fucking nodding out, just a terrible, terrible lesson. Hot French chick that I saw in a movie one night, fucking, and she was beautiful. Well, she was she used to date David Arquette, and she stripped at the Seventh Veil. I didn't, when she was living in the building, we didn't know that. Yeah. But she used to go outside and suntan. Her little bush would oh. be out. She had tremendous titties. She had a little kid. Yeah, and a sister, too. They were both equally very good looking. Very good looking. There were a bunch of drug dealers that lived in that building. I, st- I haven't seen the Mexican kid. I used to see you him haven't? from time to time. No. What, walking around Hollywood? Yeah, I used to see him from time to and time. And I haven't seen White Lightning. No, but he's still around. Is he? He didn't yeah. he start promoting clubs. Some, the chick called me about two years ago, out of the blue. The black girl with the kid. The what? kid's gotta be. You talking about Kathy Lewis? No, the black girl that he used to date. That oh was yeah, 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 yeah. That girl, that yeah. old. She's back in Seattle. Really? She called you? Yeah, she called me because she was involved in a pilot. She was producing. If I was interested, yeah, call me. <laughs> no worries. I'm in. Yeah, I play the plumber. Call me when you get to LA. <laughs> Do you remember? Um, you remember? You ever remember that fucking? This is the first time I ever saw it. You remember that enormous Rottweiler that lived in that building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I found Russian out, guy. Yeah. Do you know I find out that dude used to shoot that dog full of steroids? Yeah. It was the biggest fucking Rottweiler I've ever seen in my life. What? But he used to shoot that dog full of steroids and just only feed it raw meat. It was a big <laughs> dude. It was, that, it was trained to kill. Yeah, it would. And it was. It was. The, it was the apartment right below mine. And one time I was high and was I got it off. You were Jonathan. Both of us did it. They walked in there. But we we. we I did it because I was high. I got off the elevator. I walked down the hall, not even paying attention. I looked at. The door walked in. The door was open. That dude, why was he locked his door? He had a fucking roided up dog ready to kill anybody who walked in. I opened the door and the dog just turned like that. It was, it moved quicker than I've ever seen a fucking animal that size move. I got out of there by the skin of my teeth. But dude, that thing was massive and angry. (laughs) Meanwhile, I had a dog that was big, but there was the biggest pussy in the entire world. I had a St. Bernard that was basically the dumbest animal. He was beautiful. He was a good guy. He, he was, was a good, good guy. guy. He but drool and shit. He used to shake his head. shake his fucking head. The drool would hit the ceiling and just hang there. Oh, my God. He would shake his fucking head. <laughs> and I would head. just leave it there. <laughs> Dude, uh, if people... That's the only animal I walked coked up. Well, we walked him together, coked up. Coked up. I would walk him at night, coked up, all paranoid and shit. <laughs> Get that squirrel. <laughs> Get that fucking squirrel! <laughs> uh, you know, Joe Diaz and I went on the road a couple times also, and there was one time we went to Roseburg, Oregon, and this was uh, right before cell phones, so we all had pages. That movie was on today, Prefontaine. What was it? It was on this afternoon. Oh, remember I tried to rig it up so you could win we a car? Gonna, we were going to rig it, win a car, a Toyota fucking Corolla. Something like that. I was doing crowd work for that movie, and they were giving away prizes to keep the crowd in the stadium. And but they were stupid, and they gave me the winners ahead of time, and I was like, Joe, <laughs> we could win this. Yeah, we, you could win a car we tomorrow. Could win a fucking car, dog. Where are those chicks? Where's Dee Dee Ricketts? I have no idea. And the other where girl, Dee Dee the other girl is. with the glasses, she called me in a few times for shit. Oh, ah, uh, yeah, she was around this town. Not Ann Maney. No, no, no. The other one. Uh, there was two of them. It yeah. was Dee Dee Ricketts had a girlfriend. But I think Dee Dee Ricketts. I think Dee Dee Ricketts moved out of L.A. I think she moved to Miami or something like that. 
I think she moved to Miami. Um, but you, you, when we went to Roseburg, Oregon with Lenny Schmidt, and we, we had done a comedy show, and we went out afterwards, and um, it was me and Joey, another comic named Lenny Schmidt, and just one horrifically <clears throat> ugly woman. And um, we're sitting there, and I get up to go to the bathroom, and uh, I come back, and Joe and Lenny are gone, and just the girl is there. And I said, smiling. And yeah. I said, where is Joe and Lenny? And she said, Joey sold you. And I said, what? And she said, Joey sold you for a bag of weed. And I said, what do you mean? He sold me for a bag of weed. <laughs> and she said, I, he said, where can I get some weed? And she said, I have some. And he said, how much? And she said, you can have this weed if you leave your friend. And he said, deal. And he and Lenny. Because <laughs> I would get the bedroom. I had to sleep on the floor. Yeah, he, I'm in the room minding my own business. With a bed. A doctor. With a bed, my feet up. I'm scratching my balls, so, loving life. And I hear Open up. Some two women's chasing me. <laughs> this woman took me back to her house. I go, listen, you got to take me. I go, you got to take me back to the hotel. And she was like, okay, I'll take you back. And we start driving. And then all of a sudden, she pulls into a fucking driveway. And I'm like, Whoa, this isn't a hotel. She goes, just come in for a minute. I'll bring you a hotel. I'm like, I don't like this. She's just come in for a minute. So I come in. She goes, hold on one second. She goes into her bedroom, comes out wearing, and she's got to be. She, I mean, she like to. She looked like you with a wig. Two twenty. Yeah. <laughs> she so she she comes out wearing lingerie. She's like, "What do you think about this?" I was like, "Oh fuck, I am about to get raped in a big bad way." She was dancing around me, shaking her ass. What do you think about this? I'm like, "I think I gotta go home." And she would go, "Okay, let me go change, and I'll take you home." And she'd come back in more lingerie, and she did it for like 25, 30 minutes. And I had no idea how to where I was. I had no idea to get to the fucking hotel. And then her roommate comes home with her boyfriend. And they introduce, and the girl comes out in the lingerie. And I am literally, I, the guy, before he puts his car keys down, I go, listen, man, here's the deal. I haven't met you before. I don't know you. But you're a guy. Here's my situation. I basically got sold today for a bag of weed. You see this girl in the lingerie? And he looked over, and he was like, yikes. I said, she's about to rape me. I know we don't know each other, but, but ma man to man, here. you got to get me the fuck out of here. And he took a look, one, one look at that girl in the lingerie and was like, I'll take you wherever you want to go. <laughs> and he drove me to the hotel. He was like, I'm so sorry about that. You know what he said to me? You're not the first guy she bought. <laughs> that poor fucking girl. And then this guy, I come to the door, and I'm knocking the door, and I hear him go, who is it? <laughs> well, you fucking know who it is. Over the door. No, I don't no, know who wrong it is. number. <laughs> wrong door, cocksucker. I got the bed. I'm in here living like a doctor. And no more weed. You've seen him smoke a fucking joint. Oh, two, two drags, and that joint is gone. 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 You sold me for a bag of weed that I never got any, and then you you farted up that entire room to where to the point where I couldn't even really in good conscience sleep in there. I'll never forget driving back with Lenny. I drove the car and I went down a one way bridge. Oh, that's right. And Lenny's like, turn around, turn around. I'm like, fuck it. And cars are coming at me. I'm beeping at him. Vote for me. Yeah. Lenny's like, waving out the what window. What the fuck? Vote for me. Vote for me. That was crazy. <laughs> He still does it now. You know, it's, what, it's the a, vote for me? About uh, about three weeks ago, I'm in Rouse. I stopped in, not the one on Coldwater, but the new one on Ventura. Yeah. And some guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, how you doing? Uh, you don't remember me? He goes, you put me up 20 years ago at the Improv for New Talent Night when you and Josh Wolf ran the New Who Talent Who was that? Bro, he told me his fucking name. He was bagging people at Rouse. Obviously, he ain't doing comedy <laughs> no more. <laughs> but by the way, you know what? I, I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of 
the supermarkets that are like Bed Bath and Beyond. I just need a fucking supermarket. Did you see that that new, new Ralphs is nice. I can't find anything in that new Ralphs. It's too big. There's too much shit in there. It's like going to Dallas Airport. You better bring your exercise pants. Yeah, it's fucking massive. By the time you leave there, you gotta eat something. But it's a good thing there's and there's couches in there. It's fucking huge. I just need yeah. to, I need to know where shit is. Do you do you live I, near there? Kinda. I went there today because I, I was in the neighborhood. But I have I did. It's kind of related. Uh, my girlfriend got Dodger tickets. Yeah. So she 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 emailed me we're gonna go, and she's like, because we we've, we've both been eating healthy, and she's like, there's salads at the stadium. I'm like, I'm not eating a salad at Dodger Stadium. So she sent me this text. They have sushi there. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Who, you don't see- like who would eat a salad at a at a baseball game? Well, I mean, some people would. Oh, Think of these fucking I would have to be people around. Think of these jackoffs you see on a daily basis. Instead In LA? of walking down with their hot dog, they walk down with their fucking California roll. Oh, Joe Diaz, you know what I did this weekend? I can't. I sang the seventh inning stretch at Wrigley. Oh shit! I didn't know that. And I fucking bombed. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, because I, I, I bombed. I went too low. You know when if you're in a crowd of people and people start to sing Happy Birthday and someone starts it too low and then you're fucked for yeah, the rest of the song. You're fucked for the right. Well, it started too low, so it started at take, and I was like, oh, fuck. And so I mumbled the whole fucking, it sounded like I had a bag of dicks in my mouth. It was the worst thing in the world, but uh, I got to do it. It was very cool, but it was. Who were they playing? Pirates. Not bad. Pirates. Pirates are good, right? Pirates are good. Good. You've been to Wrigley? Years ago. Years ago. By the way, I fucking love Chicago. I like Chicago, too. I love Chicago. Chicago's a cool fucking place. The food is amazing in Chicago. We it had, ain't cool in December, though, in January. No, That's I was there in February. I'm there in December this year. I tell you what happened to me. When I was there in February, I got into a cab, right? And this cab driver is like, we drove for like 20. And this was the record lows in, in Chicago. And the cab driver goes for, I'm in the car for 30 seconds, and I smell something that I know is not my ass. And I know it's his. And I turn to him, and I go, did you fart? And he goes, yes, I did. And I go, oh, my God. And I go to unroll the window, and it's locked. And I go, the window's locked. He goes, sorry, can't roll it down. It's too cold. And I go, are you hotboxing me right now? And he goes, I don't know what that is, but I think I am, yes. And I said, I go, wow, you got to roll down the window. He goes, no, 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 you could get out. And it was so fucking cold out there, I smelled that nasty Ethiopian fucking ass fart. It, it was worth it was worth smelling that guy's asshole as opposed to getting out of the car. That's how cold it was. That's what you're in for. You don't like that shit. I don't mind it. I don't mind. I'm only there for three days. I'm not going to Zanies? I'm not going to sightsee. I get off that fucking cab, I go to the hotel, and you won't see me till Sunday. Zanies? Yeah, out in that fucking Dude, wilderness. Lou Malnati's pizza. Lou Malnati's pizza is the best pizza in Chicago. You like your pizza. It's fucking great, dude. I get the hot beef sandwich. I don't go to Chicago for pizza. I get the hot beef sandwich. You don't go to Chicago for pizza? Are you out of your fucking mind? I'm from the world of fucking pizza, dog. I'm from New York motherfucking city. It's different pizza. I don't know. It's different pizza. I go for When I go to Chicago, I get a nice beef sandwich with the sausage, with the sauce, with the peppers. I get pizza here. How how high are you right now? I'm not that high. I mean, I'm ready to eat the cookie with no, Lee right now. No. How high? Lee ain't fucking high. Funny. He ain't fucking high. Look at him. You, but, but you. Here's the thing. You're a professional. Yeah. You're a professional. Yeah. What I mean, percentage of the day do you feel like you're high? I didn't get high all day today. I didn't smoke uh, weed. Today. I don't smoke. But weed you don't either. smoke weed anymore. Yeah, I don't smoke anymore either. Well, 
How much of it is because you had uh, acupuncture today? On a normal day, you'd be No, I went to the You still going to Amy? Yeah, I still go to Dr. Amy. Can I tell you something that's amazing? And, 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 and I feel like, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Dr. Amy has something to do with you getting you off a blow? Everything. She did, right? She got me off a lot of things. How long were you doing blow? How many years? 30 years, 27 years. And you feel like, because you didn't go to a rehab. I remember we tried no, to get you into a rehab a couple of times. No. Yeah, I remember you calling me one time from yeah. a parking lot. Was it Mid Wilshire or something? You're like, no, you're on like, Sunset. 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 I went in there and they started asking too many questions, so fuck you. And you were like, come on, I can't yeah, do it. Come, no. come get They're it. Like, it's 800 a month. You're like, nope. You, I make $10 a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is, this is a yeah. federal aid type deal. You better get fucking Obama on the phone. But you feel like acupuncture cured you? Word? I don't know if cure is well, the right I don't word. Know. I don't know. I, you know. But you went cold turkey, did, dude. You know what's crazy? Because she would put a thing in my ear so I wouldn't snort. And I would do a line, and the fucking thing would blow out of my fucking ear. Like, I would blow it out. She put, like, a little earring in my ear. Uh-huh. Towards the end, she was putting acupuncture to go. Where they put a metal thing in your ear for 24 hours. And that was the control center in my ear and shit. And I would just, it just, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the fuck happened. But you did, you stopped on your own. Yeah, stopped on my own. That's crazy, man. But it is fucking crazy. What do you feel like, Dr. Amy? Because, Doc, you've been with Dr. Amy now for how long? Eight years. Gotta be. You've been eight off years, blow for eight seven years? Seven years, so a year. I went to Amy a whole year while I was doing blow. Right. I started going to Amy in December of 2005. Yeah. That's that was when I've she was over. Dr. Wasn't she over here in Riverside? Yeah. That's how long I've been going to Dr. Amy. December 2005. So, yeah, four years, eight years. That's the first, And I got into an argument with her. The first time I walked in there, we got into it. I remember that. We really went at each other. And after that, it was smooth fucking sense. But you didn't be, you were a little skeptical, maybe. Yeah, I was. No, no, I always knew that that shit worked. I just knew that people want, in America, everybody wants something to work one time. Right. Two or three times. They either go with, you know, there's two things that are hocus pocus. There's either acupuncture or uh, the other one, uh, chiropractor. Right. And either one works for you or one doesn't. I know a thousand people have said to me, how are you going to acupuncture? It never worked for me. Because you went in there. Acupuncture doesn't work like most medicines. Listen, they they make us smoke. Chinese people make us look like fucking nothing as far as smoking. They smoke all the time. Look at their cancer rates compared to us. They get the same water. They get the same shit. What are they doing differently? A, Tai Chi, because you breathe. And it brings oxygen to every part of the fucking body. Now they're saying even if you have sleep apnea, that you have a high chance of getting cancer because oxygen doesn't go to your parts of your body. You have apnea. I have apnea. With Dr. Amy, all acupuncture really is, is after a while, is building your chi. Your chi gets warmed up by drugs, fucking weather, moon, smoking, pollution. You build up your chi, you don't even get sick after a while. You don't even get sick anymore. Everything, but you never got fucking no, sick. No, but everything is like... Like, when somebody pulls their muscle, if, if it takes somebody six weeks, if you're going to acupuncture and you're prepared, it'll take you three weeks. Like, I had this fucking blood clot on my leg after the knee surgery. Went to the hospital and said, no, it's not a blood clot. You just fucked up something behind your knee. I went to three doctors. They all told me some story. I went to Amy. That bitch got the stick with the chain with the balls. Yeah, spun around. yeah. She rubbed some ointment on my leg, and she started hitting. I didn't even look. She started wiping with a towel the blood from the info. The next day, it was gone. Gone. I went to three fucking specialists, one of them being the Raider knee specialist. Yeah. And he, I don't know what that is, Dr. Amy, because after they have you, 
it's like a car. After I say to you, do me a favor, bro, just give me your fucking car from now on. Right? Yeah. I know. Just pay me. I ain't, ain't going to rip you. One of a carburetor. It's a Toyota. I ain't going to rob you. Nothing's right. going to happen. But if you give it to me, I'll tune that motherfucker up. And that's what she does with so you. So as soon as you come in here, all I know, as soon as by your voice, by your voice, she'll tell me, you didn't do this today. You didn't do this. She used Let to me. tell you when you were smoking a lot of weed. Yeah, she could tell me. What. How could she tell? By what? The smell comes out of your body. The smoke stays in your skin for a few fucking days. Hey, you know what's crazy? When, and I, when I used to go to her, she used to say, you got some kidney issues. Yeah, she cleans your adrenals. She, you have, and, she, and there were times she was like, this, she would say, you have some kidney issues. There's some toxicity there. She was like, so this needle might hurt in about 10 minutes because it's going to get really hot. Right, and I was like, "How is a needle gonna get hot if it's it, crazy? How is it's one crazy. needle gonna get hot on my body and not the other ones?" And I'll tell you something: my kidneys it was burning, right? And I went to touch the needle to take it out because it hurt so much; it was on fire. On fire. She don't fuck around. No, that it was pretty fucking crazy. These people have something, and I'm not saying everybody, but I'm, I noticed it with her. Uh, I, when my wife was pregnant, she went a couple times. One night, I heard my wife yelling from the fucking. Dr. Amy, and she goes, that one needle. Dr. Amy has a needle. If she sticks it into you, you will go home and shit <laughs> for 30 fucking hours. What? She'll give you a tea and a couple needles that you will shit straight for 30 fucking hours. That sounds terrible. I mean, that she will clean your... You know these people will... I'm doing a cleanse. Yeah. Okay, good. Go see Dr. Amy and wait, go see that fucking cleanse. And it's a tea that's clear, so it's deceptive. So she'll go to you, listen to me. Take one package and put in a gallon of water. <laughs> but you put in a gallon and go, it's not doing nothing. So you take another package and you put it in there. And that's, you just sign your death certificate. Can I tell you something? Anybody who tells you, if they give you two one, of something, yeah, two or something. You know, you're going to take third. two. Yeah. I'm going to put the third in. There's no, if, if you want you to take one, they got to give you one. She could clean you out with a needle, bro. Hey, have, did you, by the way, and you look good, you look like you lost some weight. Did you uh, go to My Fit Foods? Not yet. We're going to go together. No, yeah, they he sent went. us some stuff. A while. They, they sent, sent us some, us stuff. some stuff. They wanted us to go and try their food and talk about it on the it, podcast. It's good. It's We're good. It's go. good. It's go good. Tomorrow, it's good. Yeah. Go. I'm going to take them yeah. to Kettlebells tomorrow. My, dude, you should, here's the thing about look, My look Fit Foods. Look at Lee. Going to Kettlebells tomorrow. going to be crazy. Tell them Here, what they're going to do to them with Kettlebells. That dude, man. That dude, let me tell you something. That dude had an Indian girl that walked in here. I don't have to tell you how big Indian women are. What, in, uh, Indian women are big? Like, in not not Hindu, American Indian. I got it, got it. This chick looked like a fucking Samoan. And he was telling me, he goes, this chick that came in here couldn't do nothing because of her back. She was in a car accident. She came in here with a thousand stories. This bitch just took like a second in a fucking kettlebell competition. Dude, kettlebell is no joke. It's no joke. But I'll tell you something right now. For, and for, uh, look... 60%, especially when you get to a certain age, is what you put in your it's, mouth. It's diet. It's, it's diet. what you put in your it's mouth. Diet. Because it's I'll tell you something. You've, you ha- always have worked out hard, man. It's not, That's not a question. Not a question. It's, it's what you put in your mouth. Absolutely. But that MyFit Foods. I know, dude. MyFit Foods, and for people who, 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 look, it's not cheap. Right, so it's not, but it's not overly expensive for if healthy foods. If you eat foods. out a lot, it's going to be the if, same. Yeah. Listen, Weight Watchers is 40 a month. $42 a month. And they give you the thing with the computer for your phone. It's a great deal. But that's 500 a year. But you got to compare that to your life. Yeah. To what you're going to. But MyFit Foods is good food, man. Yeah, it's good food. It's good food. It averages out to about $8 a meal. 
Yeah, the, the reason why I couldn't, I didn't keep going forward with it is because they, they, they talk about my you, fit foods. Yeah, they make they make you do a nutritionist m- meeting. Yeah, and for whatever reason, I must have gone on a bad week, but they canceled it. They canceled me like three or four days in a row. Yeah, and I was like, fuck. So. So I, just, I didn't do it. But no, yeah, they sent us Dude, some stuff. It's so good. And they'll send it out to you three days at a time. And listen, I, I'm, they're not a, a sponsor, and they they I have no affiliation with them. But I, I go and eat there, dude. And that is good. It's good portion. It's good food. It's all good shit. That's the thing, dude. And they mix it up for they you. They mix man. it up for you. I just tough. I'm a tough eater. Dude. Yeah. I don't like vegetables. I like lettuce, tomato, onions. That's it. I know you like a turkey burger with black beans. Oh, that's a good shit. I like black beans. <laughs> yeah, have you been to Skinny Kitchen on Lancashire? Uh-uh. It's right by that Starbucks and Domino's, and it's actually pretty good. They just all everything on the menu is under 500 calories. It's all portion, man. It's all portion. It's all portion. That's all it is. It's all, and that's what my fit foods will do for you. Not only do they do, the portions are the right size, but the 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 percentage of fat and carb and protein, and the people who do no fat are killing themselves no you need fat you need it for so many different things but people the no fat diet is not good for you at all at all at all at all but but that's a new fat no carb too that's not good for you at all are you doing kettlebell are you still boxing no i go to jujitsu you know one of my favorite things in the world by the way those joey karate videos yeah yeah yeah. you've seen the joey karate videos oh yeah your leg kicks oh i threw a kick the other day at the wall and i couldn't believe it i still got because i've been going to jujitsu so I haven't thrown a kick in fucking eight months. Your leg kicks are legendary. So sometimes when my knees get tight, I throw kicks at the bag. Yeah. And the next day you feel like, what the fuck did I do? It loosens and everything. Has you know? your have your leg kicks gotten above your waist yet? Oh, I get the kick to the head. I couldn't believe. It. <laughs> you know what happened because of jujitsu, and I, I was sore, and I kept saying, I wonder what this is. I'm going, I'm not going to yoga. So now at night I've been fucking stretching again. And You're a at, big fucking dude to be at, pulling into yoga. Even that jujitsu, the, the black belt said to me when he goes, "I was watching you, dog. You're fucking flexible for a fucking big guy. Why is that?" And I go, "I've been stretching since I was five. I was, you know." Karate. I can't come close to my fucking toes. Okay. I'm not flexible at all. J- Jakey was flexible. Jack, my my son used to be able to walk down the mall. And because he took all the martial arts, he could walk and drop into his splits on either side, straight ahead or to the side. That's amazing. No, I can't do that. Dude, but I could split. I could split. You know he's almost 6'3 now. Yeah, he's a tall fucking kid. It shocks people when I tell people that he used to be my babysitter. Oh, fuck him. What are they going to do? I'm at the park every day with my daughter now. And I see people's looks over at me and shit. And I have a great time doing it. Can I ask you? Listen, you are, you are about as open a book as anybody. I'm gonna ask you a question. I have never, I haven't been able to ask you. What's the difference this time around? You know how I remember shit. Yeah. I was talking with Guy Tabasco this morning, and we were talking about one night when we went out and we went, we we stole binoculars, and he says, "Can I ask you a question?" He goes, "Do you take JTP 55?" I go, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Those pills for memory." He goes, "How did you remember that? How the fuck do you remember that? You know what? I really don't remember much about me and Jack." And it makes me sad because this girl and me, this one, it's we're together all day. Like I have, a, I get up early to write. But just so people don't know, we're talking about his my my first marriage with my daughter, who I don't speak to no more, and this daughter. And it was, you know, when I I the day that that kid was born, that poor girl, uh, I got out of the halfway house. I got out of the halfway house February second. She was born February third. You know, and and after that, I was a wheeler and dealer. So. 
I was snorting coke the whole fucking time. I told everybody else I wasn't getting high, but I was getting high. Right. You know? And I think because of that, you know, I learned something in this life that, and this is no shit, man. When you're addicted to anything, you, you're not going to grasp life for what it is. There's no fucking way. I'm not counting about reefer, dog. Tons of, you know, everybody yeah. smokes fucking reefer. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, you just say the chocolate. But no, no, I'm talking about when you're on pills, you know, two, three years, when it becomes a chronic fucking problem. Yeah. When you don't even know you're taking them. You, you know, it's just another day. But thing. people who take pills are fooled into thinking they're not addicts they're not because addicts. they get it from their doctor. Their doctor. Right, right. So pills, blow, heroin, you know, there's functioning addicts right. out there. You were a functioning addict. I'm a functioning addict. There's yeah. people that you deal with right now, people that listen to this podcast. I guarantee in your life you have one person that I was watching Sons of Anarchy last night, the federal agent, Donald Logue, yep. went home at night and shot heroin. His pain from the addiction to this pain, from taking pills, it becomes a fucking heroin problem because the doctors won't give you more medication. Right. They get you on these medications. This would have to go. The point being that when you're on those things, you don't grasp life for what it is. You never, when you're addicted to something, I know you love your kids, you're missing out a complete part of their life because that addiction, when you wake up in the morning, you think about two things, my kids and addiction. It should just be your kids and your mm -hmm. job and your future. But when you wake up and you're addicted to something, what's the first thing you think about? How am I going to score today, A? And B, when am I going to get a chance to fucking... And some people control it till 8 o'clock. With me, it was 8 o'clock. Once 8 o'clock came... It was, by the way. All bets are off. It was. In the daytime, I'm, I'm business. In the daytime, we're going to... And I might be a little hungover at 8, but you catch me at 10 after a pineapple juice and a pancake or something, and I'm back. You know what I'm saying? I might have a headache, but I'm still fucking making calls and going to auditions and preparing by 8 o'clock. I didn't give a fuck if my mother was getting fucked in the ass in the corner. In the middle of them switching condoms or dicks, I was going to my fucking brother's house to get a fucking $100 bag of blow. You know, my addiction all those years is 300 a week. But Joe, That's 1200 a month. Can I tell you something? That, when I learned about maybe about I don't know, four or five months into you being in L.A., I was like, dude, I realized that a lot, of, not a lot, 90% of your hustle for money was to make sure that you had Coke. That's it. That's first. And then we'll squeeze a Subway sandwich. That's what it was. A pack of cigarettes. And maybe so we'll get some weed yeah. for $5. Jonathan, somebody, yeah. $5, $10, something. You know what I'm saying? We'll but that was, the that. that was the hustle. That's the hustle. Right. That's the hustle. That mailman, I stood out there yeah. at attention every day. Do you and you'd say, where are you going to get a check from? It don't matter. If you're not out there waiting for the thing, you're never going to get a check. <laughs> Do you remember when you, you – uh, I lived in an apartment, and the person who lived in my apartment before me was um, Adam um, – Adam It was Jack Giraputo, Adam Sandler's uh, partner at his company. right? So he lived in the apartment before I did, and um, he had, they had just started to make money. When he moved out, he moved into a nice, bigger, bigger place and was making a lot of money. But Disney still had that address for residuals. Ah. So, so I would get residual checks for $10,000, $15,000. And, and, and li I was literally living off of $1,100 a month. And, but I would get these checks, and Joe would be like, let me fucking cash that. I, can fucking <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Joey, it's $15,000. Don't you think he's going to know if $15,000 is missing? This is the, my, one of my favorite things you ever said to me. He goes, let me ask you something. If you had a check for 
would you know where that was? And I was like, yeah. He was like, this guy doesn't fucking know where that doesn't money is. Fucking know. He's got too much money. And I was like, that's a really good point. <laughs> after Happy Madison, yeah. after Happy, the first one. Happy Gilmore. After Happy Gilmore, maybe the second one after that. Those guys moved on. There was no looking back. No. 15 grand. There was, we at one point, grand. I had 10 checks at my apartment. And the, the littlest one was maybe 7500 And he was like, you got to let me take that to the check cash. You, you have no idea what it is to be a starving comic. Especially when you're not going to get a job. No. Well, you can't get a I job. I remember walking. I remember living with Danny Kelly, waking up with a dollar in my pocket because I knew I could get breakfast at his house. Walking to Danny from Danny Kelly's to Josh's. But here's the beauty. There was a gas station, Ramey. <laughs> Ramey would be outside pumping gas. And I'd walk in with a dollar and buy a candy bar. But while he was pumping gas, I'd steal a pack of cigarettes. I did this every morning. I would run in. And go and he'd go, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Here's a dollar for the chocolate. I already had a pack of camel lights, a lighter. But I would rob him every fucking day. He, here's by the way, here's I think when I knew where how much not not just like blow, but that your addictive personality. He went from never smoking a cigarette in his life, in his life, to smoking a pack a day in a day. He picked up cigarettes and started smoking a pack a day. And I was like, you don't smoke. He was like, now I do. And that was... <laughs> that was well, I, don't know, I don't know if he was like this when you... But I, I met him right towards the end of him smoking. I'm okay. I can't... No, no I can't. Good, good cookie. But he would take like two puffs and throw it away. And and then like... He, like you'd go through like ten cigarettes. But you might have smoked half a cigarette. No. The thing is, two puffs, he finished an entire cigarette. This dude's got lungs like a fucking whale. He would go... Half the cigarette was gone. The other half was gone. That was it. That's why I hated sharing a joint with him. If you shared a joint with him, you better get that first hit or it is going to be fucking gone. What's up, baby boy? <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask. So you there, was, yeah. there was a point then, right? When we struggled, there was a point. What, do you, what was the lowest amount of money you had in your bank account? Zero dollars? Wells Fargo threw me out. Wells Fargo will take anybody. They'll take Taliban money. Yep. Those motherfuckers threw me up. They were like, one day, I think I bounced a check or something. They were like, never again. It was amazing. In those days, the improv, if you walked into the improv and said, I'm here to get a check, they'd give you a card catalog and walk away. Yep. And you go through Drew Carey's Drew Carey had like, because he did Whose Line Is It Everywhere anyway, every Wednesday. He wasn't picking up his checks. He wasn't checks. picking up those checks. And there was a couple times I took a couple checks and just deposited them. $15. $15 was a lot of fucking money, guy. Are you kidding? Wait, listen, $15? $15 was a lot of fucking money back then, guy. You know what's crazy? Tell tell everybody how much the improv paid for a set. $6? How $7? much dollars? Comedy store. $15? Laugh Factory. Laugh Factory, $15 on Monday nights. That's all I ever got from the Laugh Factory. So if you did three sets and did 45 minutes worth of material, you made $36. I used if to that. go to Willie Bar Center, Felipe Esparza. Yeah, and East alive. L.A. Fly. That was my cash, $50. used to drive to Chino. Yeah, we did. For $40 on a Sunday night and get high and drive back. You know, nobody knows the struggle. When you see these guys on TV, yeah, there's some guys that fucking chucked and jived. Nobody knows when we drove, we drove to Lake Havasu for $150 and I burned his fucking eyeballs out with the Visine. Uh, there was no I, air conditioning. I was in, in my car with Saturday. no air conditioning. You have no idea what we put up with. Sleeping in a room with another man. And it's fun for a while. But after a while, you just accept this thing that you're a brokester. 
we're just gonna be broke. Yeah. And I get like a Taco Bell commercial. Like I made money on that Taco Bell commercial. I snorted every fucking dollar and didn't think twice about it. I would buy clothes at Ross. Yeah. Shop for less. I, our whole world was those three blocks. And the other direction, the comedy store, Laugh Factory, and the improv. Dude, you know, there were times when and when I was living in that apartment with the three kids where when I literally was like, all right, I got about $57 for the week. How are we going to do this one? But we used to make those fucking, remember beans and tuna fish used to be the main course. It doesn't sound great, does it? Put some cheddar cheese on that motherfucker. That was it. Beans, tuna fish, and cheddar cheese. But that the, the, we went through some times that were. But here's the thing, we we watched people quit, right? We watched people quit, and and as we watched people quit, uh, when they quit, every time somebody quit, you moved up one rung. Do you know what I mean? You moved up one rung, and, and uh, there were some funny fucking guys that. Just didn't have it in them to stick it out. To stick it out. To it's, stick it out. It was very, you know, I was thinking about the Seattle guys. Yeah. Those guys never came down here. But I was thinking about something today. I was thinking about you today. And I was thinking about one of, one of my lowest points in L.A. I fucking went to an audition downtown for an ABC show. Eight dick. On the Just way back. people outside of L.A., downtown is not a, a good f- place. Like, I had never been downtown. It's a fucking pain in the ass to get there. 1997. Pain in the ass to get there. I had Carol's car. And I had an audition downtown, and I maybe had 75 bucks in my pocket. And it was going for blow, and 15 was going for alcohol at the store. I already had a pre-plan. I wouldn't even put a dime in gas into this fucking car. And I was going downtown, and I got lost. I ended up by Echo Park. And as I'm by Echo Park, I hear a helicopter. Guys, this is a true story. I hear a helicopter. And I start looking around, and I see a car stop and swerve, and a guy get out of the car. And three cop cars come down, and they get, and I'm watching this, doing like five, because I'm scared of the fucking helicopter, right? And I see them come out, and they go, eh, and I look straight, and when I look back, I just hear, boom. And they shoot the guy, and I hit something and get a flat tire. So I'm by Echo Park, <sighs> and I call Marilyn Martinez. Oh, fucking Because she lived over there. Yeah. She goes, where are you? And I go, I'm by Echo Park, Marilyn. If you could send Dave to help me. I don't know anybody. And I, I was holding on to those $75, dog. Fuck the flat, <laughs> fuck the flat tire. I'm working for a free tire right yeah. now because I already have plans. And Marilyn goes, I can't get David, but David's brother-in-law is going to come over there. As a matter of fact, he's a Cuban dude. This is a fucking straight-up story. In fact, David Fulton was here, who I spoke to on Twitter the other day. You did? This is how I like Fulton. Fulton. So I go... I meet, the guy comes over, he meets me, he goes, I'll hook it up for you. No, do it like one of your Cuban, I'll take a, takes me, takes me to this Cuban place, whatever, on Echo Park, if you're driving on Sunset, they have all those tire places. Yeah. And he gets me a tire for 10 bucks. You go in there and say, dog, I just need a tire to get me to the valley. How much you got? Give me $2. They'll sell you a tire to get you to the valley. They don't fuck around there, those Mexicans. The guy can put the tire on for 10 bucks. I'm like, oof, I can still snort some blow tonight. And I'm talking to this Cuban guy, and he's like, uh, you get high? And I'm like, it's 4 in the afternoon. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, come on, let's go back to my house. Takes me to Sunset. I st- every time I go to Echo Park for something, I still look at that gate. It was a gate, and you had to walk straight back. We walk straight back, and, and now he's telling me he just got out of jail. Like, he just got out of prison for distribution. Just got out for six years. Ten days ago. <laughs> 
I'm like, this could only happen to me. Uh, like, this was not, his this eyes could, are barely open. Yeah, this would not be a Hollywood producer at the time. I, w- I would only meet shit. And this guy takes me upstairs and he goes, "Dog, let me give you a blast and some water." You know, he gives me a blast of shit. This fucking coke was straight off the boat. And I go, "Can you get more?" And he goes, "More." He takes a suitcase out, and I'm like, "No, you didn't. No, you didn't." I go, "Listen, I got sixty bucks." He could get a piece of paper. He puts like three grams in there. And I do another bump, and I'm gone. I'm so gone, it's five in the afternoon, I can't fucking drive. And I don't tell nobody. Well, you can't drive on Coke? No, I, I, I can't. I can't okay. drink and drive. Nothing, nothing. I can't drive on Coke. I get too paranoid. Okay. I get too paranoid. I had to pull over. And I'll never forget that. I waited, took a shower at your house. You know, when he'd be cooking, I, hold on. I just take like a Puerto Rican shower. Where were you? Oh, I was talking to Jonathan. I didn't want nobody to know I was taking a shower in that fucking house. And I remember going downstairs and doing a couple lines, and I was so high I couldn't get out of the car. And I was in front of the building, and you, Gary, your cousin, Gavin, you guys were going to coaching horses, and you walked past me. And I was in Carol's car with the seat backwards. Just join. <laughs> Just fucking join. Couldn't wait to get a cigarette, but I was too paranoid to get out of the car to smoke a cigarette. And I had three quarters of it. And I remember going to coaching horses. It was you, Fulton, everybody. I couldn't even talk. Stan Hope, I couldn't even talk. That's how coked I Like, I was never that fucking gone in my life. Like, I didn't go to your house. I went back to the car and sat outside in that fucking car. I didn't have a cell phone. I had a pager. Carol kept, where are you with oh, my car? Oh, that fucking pager. Fuck you. That's, how, that's the lowest point in my fucking life, bro. And not going to your spot at the store. You know this? That you are so coked out, you cannot even talk. I coaching horses when it was dark in there. Oh, that place was dirty. That fucking cookie is good. You should take a bite of this fucking cookie. I can't. His it's eyes motion. are barely open He's right now. His eyes are barely open. Say, listen, we play a game here. Yeah. We don't stop till his eyeballs match his shirt. You know what I mean? I mean, let me tell you. I can't, fucking stop I can't even up. see his eyeballs he right now. You don't need to see none. He's Jewish. He, he, I mean, there. Show him a 20. He'll see it. He looks like Mr. Magoo right now. Look I can't him. fucking see his eyes at all. What? <laughs> and this isn't even the worst. Like in 20 minutes, I'll be totally gone. I'll Did you eat half fun. of that gummy? Well, that, that I, green I, I, he gave me like a quarter. The Green Hornet's uh-huh. my favorite. Yeah, that's what I have. Oh, by the way, let me just say something, by the way, guys. I know that um, uh, Father's Day is over and graduation is over, but you still know people who have birthdays. Make sure you go to WazyGifts.com. Here's the best thing about Wazy Gifts. You go to WazyGifts.com. Uh, the, the gifts are so nice and it is so easy to use. They'll never know how easy it was for you to get this gift. Dude, WazyGifts.com is the best place. Click on it. It will basically, if you put in what you want, who you are, uh, the person you're buying it for, it will direct you to the right gift. WazyGifts.com. I don't want to forget that. My friend, Catherine, runs. she's a fantastic person. There you go. That's all I got, Joey. I'm giggling because... I cannot rub my wife's shoulders with my daughter in the room. Why? She goes fucking nuts. Why? My wife can't even sit next to me. Why? My daughter goes nuts. She gets jealous? Don't like it. She don't like it. Do you still have those fucking cats? Yeah, and they love her and she loves them. She terrorizes them. Dog, when you see this little kid now, you're going to die. I'm not even fucking with She doesn't like it when you rub your wife's shoulders? No. She, she gets jealous of who? Which one? Me. She doesn't like me touching nobody. <laughs> she, she doesn't 
people standing next to me and shit. Today, uh, bro, we took it to the park. I'm blown away, dog. So that's that's last week and fucking. But you gotta scroll the other way. The not, this way? No, the other way. That's her with the meatloaf. Oh, she's no, so No, she's cute. a fucking. She is a savage. We went. Keep scrolling. You're gonna How die. What happened she today? Is. Today she was at the park because I took her. You gotta take her in the morning, dog. She's got my fucking blood. She's got my blood. And you got to take her in the morning. Because if not, she gets fired up by 11. And she drives my wife crazy. Does she? Dog, she drives you. She won't sit still. She won't sit still. <laughs> so by 11, she's just going back and forth. She's playing with the fucking horse. Ripping down the fence. Chasing the cat. She can't talk. But she's like. She does that. And she points her finger. And she points her ear. How old? She's 17 months. That's right about the time when, yeah, when no, no. you know, found the packages. when Jacob Look, found, that's right about the, the that's fucking. right about the time she when Jacob dis- discovered. The water they had that the is park. beautiful. Oh, no, no. She's a trip. This is a not, not. So I took her back today and I took her back. I go, my wife's, it's 430. And she goes, well, you have to leave at 630. I go, listen, do you remember what happened last night at 7 o'clock? She's beautiful. She went baby. fucking nuts last night at 7 o'clock. Do you know what happened at 17 months? That's yeah. when Jacob discovered his asshole. And he, this is, it, it would be, <laughs> it's when Jacob discovered his asshole. And I remember walking in and he, and he had his finger in his asshole. Deep in the muffler. And I go, I was like, hey. And I go, and he, and I go, hey. And he goes, oh. And I go, no, no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. And he goes, mine? And I was like, you yeah, know, that's yours. <laughs> but don't do it. He goes, mine? I go, no, 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 that's yours. It's, that is your asshole. But I do not want you putting your finger in it. But for about a month, if you left him alone, he would, he would jam his index finger into his asshole and sit there and watch TV with his finger in his asshole. Just kind of like what I do now, but it's a little bit different. He would just sit there with his finger jammed in his asshole. Do you remember... That that apartment looked like well, it was not great. But do you remember when we sold peanut butter and jelly sandwiches out of that fucking thing? That was not that was not a great situation either. I remember what kept me together was Caitlin, my daughter. To this day, I never wanted Caitlin to see me in a in a weird light. As a little girl, to this day, he has three children, and I don't like the the, the older ones. Not that I don't like them, I'm still pissed off. I don't care what he used to do to Caitlin. That's how Cuban I am. Like, I'm still pissed at him from him. He used to put the laundry basket on Caitlin and sit on, on top, top of, it, of it. So she couldn't get out. She'd be like the Chinese guy <laughs> yeah. in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah. He used to torment her. And Caitlin was our heart. Caitlin was a sweet little girl. Mm-hmm. And I had a daughter that was Caitlin's age. So Caitlin filled the gap for me. So I always tried to behave in front of Caitlin. He was a fucking coked up 31-year-old that don't believe in nothing. But in front of Caitlin. Who has no bearing in his life? Caitlin won't even remember this shit. She used to pull hair out yeah. of your ass crack. Yeah, she. Caitlin <laughs> was the shit. Yeah. She used to pull hair. Uncle Joey. Yeah, she's he, crazy. He would bend over and she would uh, yank hair out of his ass crack because <laughs> he didn't. He didn't wear underwear and she'd yank hair out of his ass crack and go, "How many?" And he'd be like, "Oh, it's, it felt like four that time." She that time. What do you mean that time? Like you do it more than once. It was it was a game they like to play. She'd ask you the most fucked up blunt shit. Yeah, she still does. To your face, like to throw you the fuck off. Like I used to let her cheat. Like when we played cards, that's why the kid didn't like me because he wanted to win. I can't have you win. Let her fucking win. You know what I'm saying? 
And, the, and I cheat on purpose. Can I tell you? The, the pictures of him sitting on top, because we used to take pictures of him sitting on top of her in the laundry basket, because she would have her little eyes peeking out, and you could just see her little fingers like she was in jail, wrapped around the little openings. <laughs> but she loved her <laughs> in the brother. laundry basket? Yeah. She loved him. She yeah. Loved, she loved her older She kept brother. them both together, as though. As much as he tormented her, he fucking, she loved them. I learned a lot from them at that time. That she, was a real, today I heard, I went to the park, and as I pull up, there's no shit, that song is on. Which one? All about the Benjamins, baby. Oh, my yeah. wife got out with my daughter, and they were like, are you coming? And I'm like, I gotta hear the part with the Malia part. Wanna remember with the B, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Either that or Mar- every time I hear Mariah Carey, dog, I always think of Malia. I go, Jesus. My ex. Jesus Christ. She was a trip. I talked Jesus. to her today, actually. What'd she say? She she texted me a really stupid joke. That's what she does, dog. Do you want to hear it? Not really. It's the worst, and it's a joke that I it, that. It was in two thousand, like two thousand and one. I heard it, but she was like, "I just, heard, I just heard a great new joke," and it was a Michael Jackson joke. I'm like, "You know, he's dead. Like that's how old this joke is. Just going in, you know, it's at least six years old because the dude is fucking." It's about this week, dead. right? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow, the next day. His okay. anniversary? Sure, the end of June. Dan Buffini was last week, and this guy's the end of June. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's gonna be coming up too. No, that's next year. He just died in February. No. He, he died on the 25th, tomorrow. Who? Jackson. Who the fuck you think you're dealing with? Some fucking novice? He did? I was at the Dallas Improv. Yeah, in 09. Where are you going to be coming up? I'm here. And then I go to South Point for just one night, the 18th. I go to uh, uh, San Jose July? Improv, July 10th. And I go to Reno, the Pioneer Room or something like that, uh, the 25th and the 26th. And right now I'm home the whole month of August. Can I tell you guys, if you have not seen him live... Come on down, cocksuckers. Is if you live in one of those areas, it's a show Lee, you don't I want, want you to miss. Lee, I need a bite this cookie. Just a little bite. You're going to need a little. Just a little bite, Lee. I, just Lee, a little do, something. Lee, do you, you want to sell your T-shirts? Uh, sure. Flying We're leaving already? We're out of here. Uh, it's a Lee Syatt.com. No, I just want to get it in before people. It's Lee Syatt.com, L-E-E-S-Y-A-T-T. I have shirts and stickers. And actually, the new shirt's going to come out pretty soon. Nobody knows how bad to the bone this young flying Jew is. He's a fucking savage. And flying Jew, now... Do people ever go, what the fuck is the deal with those Everyone t-shirts? Everyone does. Everyone. So the the only story is when we first started working together, he told people I was the director from Israel, which I'm not. And then it, it's one day emerged the flying dog, If you go to any bar in Hollywood and people go, who's that guy with Joe Diaz? And yeah. you just tell people he's a director from Israel. But it here's would the thing. spread like wildfire. He doesn't look part. Israeli at all. It doesn't matter. Nobody needs to look nothing in this town. <laughs> all they have is a business card, right or wrong? A business when card, When you yeah, see yeah, a producer yeah. and he's from Iraq and he tells you he's from Persia, we don't even know who Persia is. He just tells you he's a producer. This guy smells like fucking cologne and he's buying dinner. You sit there, you take the fucking ear beating. Yeah, all right, you're going to make a movie. I know. Yes, come, drink with me. All right, yeah, you're By Persia. the way, I remember a time. Here's the thing. This is when... You, I was like, hey, this guy wants to take a meeting with you. And your first question was, is he buying me lunch? And I was like, I don't think so. And you're like, then I don't need to take the meeting. Where is Aaron, where is Aaron Giannini? Then I don't need to take the meeting. I think he was working with NASCAR for a while. Wasn't he working for NASCAR? He was working for NASCAR for a long time. No, the last time I saw him, he was at the uh, management company. No, no, he started working with NASCAR. Did he? Yeah, in the PR department at NASCAR. Four years or something? Yeah, something like that. And Sarah Rainmaker is still there. Where? She's a paradigm. Sarah Raymaker? She's still around. She's just low. 
They don't let her there, or they don't let her Roscoe's chicken and waffles no more. Oh, Sarah Raymaker, but she was a big deal. What was that dude's name? That black comic, Corey Miller. He's still around. Is he? From time to time, he'll email me. He does. He went back to raise his daughter. Right. The show didn't get picked up. He made a little change. He went back east. He he went back to Atlanta. He raised his daughter. And he does colleges. What about Floyd? Uh, Jay Phillips? Yeah. I just saw him in Grand Rapids. He showed, If you work Grand Rapids, he'll show up. He lives in Grand Rapids. He lives Rapids. in Grand Rapids now? lives in Grand Rapids. That's where he's from originally. He's doing Yoda work. You know, and, and I was telling these guys the story. I mean, this is a, a true story. Me and Josh entered the 2005 Seattle Comedy Competition. And, you know, Josh, if you look at the competition... From, if you based the competition from the open mic, we were going to be in the top five. Yeah. If you based it from the open mic. Yeah. But then Monday comes and all these fucking ringers show up from uh, Portland or whatever. I'll never forget, we were opening up Monday night was the opening night. And I had this material man. Was that at that pizza joint? At the pizza joint. Yeah. In fucking. Northgate. Northgate. All the way the fuck up there. Some pizza guy did comedy on a Monday or something. And we went up there and we did okay. And Floyd J. Phillips went up there. And leveled Ugh. this fucking room, Lisa at. Killed like, it. You know, where where the black people in Portland? Where are they? Have you seen any? He's at the mall. Yeah. And he, he just killed them. He just, Lee, that you had to go home and reprioritize your shit. Like, I left that crack. Well, no, we thought we were big shit. We thought we were big shit. Yeah. And this motherfucker cleaned our clocks. Don Friesen came in. I didn't make it out of the first round. Me, no, I did. I did. I, I made did. it. I made it out of the first round. I didn't make it out of the first Don round. Don Friesen was there. I mean, all these guys that you're like, holy shit, because doing stand up on a Monday and Tuesday is completely different than when these guys polish their sets. Yeah. They give you a light at six. If you're not off by seven points, you lose a no. They gave you a light at five. If you weren't off by six, you automatically lost a point. Yeah. And then if you did seven, you got disqualified. Jo- I saw Don Friesen the other night at Flappers. He lives there. Does he? He lives there. But it's so weird. I don't know how that thing finished. I know that Aisha Tyler got fifth that year. David Crow got like fourth. Floyd J. Phillips must have won I it. I think Floyd won. Won it. Uh, I took Aisha like, was in it that I- year? Aisha Taylor took a sixth or a fifth. Look it up. Finalist, 1995. Nine, Seattle, wait, 95 or 05? 1995 Seattle Comedy Competition. Aisha was there? Come on. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? We went swimming with her. We all went to that place. She bought a keg of beer, a case of beer, and everybody was waiting to see her tits. And she, <laughs> took, and she took her shirt off, but she wouldn't show us her tits. She jumped in with a bra. Where was and that? And then that Sunday, we all went to the Seattle Seahawks game. Me, you, Al Triferis. This is David Crow one. All right, who came second? Uh, I, I'm only looking at winners. Let me see if I can. No, find it. finalist, finalist, 1995 Seattle Comedy Competition. I think Floyd won that. No, Maybe it Crow, was Crow won. won. Floyd came in second. Like Chart Hogan, somebody weird came in third. Aisha Taylor came in fourth or fifth, and somebody else. And I took like a fucking eleven. How do seven. I not remember Aisha? I remember Lionel. How, Lionel, but did you hear from Lionel at all? Never again. But I do. I do remember the other day. I was just sitting. You know, when you... How would you describe Lionel? Lionel was a cool motherfucker. Lionel was my brother. And I can't believe I don't talk to him. He's not in our world anymore. Lionel, at first, was so overbearing. 
but there was so many nights. Oh. Michael fed me. He fed me, bro. In that fucking in that apartment? Fucking, no, in the kitchen. Do no. you remember that old dude at that party? Dog, the apartment was something completely different. I talked about that with Lee, about that apartment. When you're just a fucking... Uh, Who was I, that old dude at that party one night? That got, that got the heroin. He <laughs> spun around the pole. And, you know, he lived in an apartment that was a warehouse. So if I missed the bus back to Josh Wolf's house, I'd have to stay at his house. And his house had no heat. It was a warehouse that had a second Downtown tier. Seattle. Downtown Seattle that had a, a loft. And I remember passing out, like going, fuck, I'm going to bed with your jacket on. Yeah. In the corner and waking up in the middle. I'll never forget this. Waking up in the middle of the night, and he's smoking crack with two black dudes in the corner. That's when I knew Lionel was the real fucking deal. But he left the fucking windows open all yeah, the time. Yeah, he left the windows place. open all the time. There were slide-up windows. Yeah. Another time he took me to a party where some dude was doing heroin. And he did the line of heroin and flipped around the pole and fell down. Another night he took me to a party where there was a chick dancing with a cage. And she would suck your dick. I mean, it was fucking crazy. Lionel was the real deal. He was in a band. Yeah. He played at the fucking thing towards the end. I mean, this was just Seattle in 95. I lived in an office. For $125 a month <laughs> on top of the fucking thing with no bathroom. I'd have to piss and shit out the window. Yeah. I'd get up and piss out the window. Yeah. The cleaning lady. I, I lived. It was an office like this. Yeah. Half of this. It was to that fucking thing. And I would sneak in there at night. Like People say, where are you going? i got to get paperwork. And I would go up there and I would fucking crawl in my thing. But that's where you ran that fake the book. The fake bookmaking operation. And I lived in the corner with a fucking blanket on the thing. I had some clothes that I used as a pillow and a towel. That's it. I had to join a gym to take a shower. So I would walk to the gym three times a day, and I would have to make believe I was doing the bicycle <laughs> or hit the bag, <laughs> and I would take a shower. Q-tips, shave. They had everything. It was one of those gyms that had everything. It was fucking... And I'd wake up broke and go to the corner. There was a coffee and bagel place. Yeah. And then if you flipped and went down a little bit, there was a... A burrito place. That you know the, who was the barista at that coffee place? Chris Cornell's sister. And that's right. That's one, one night she was like, "Hey, you know, I think my my brother is gonna pop in at this bar. I think it was Moe's. Do you want me? To, you want me? To, you want to go with me?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I do." And he, dude, I ne- live. I've never heard a voice like that live. I think top five rock and roll voices of all time. For me, yeah. Chris Cordell. But, I, but here's the problem now. It's gone. Like, I've been trying to... I, listen, I, my, my buddy called me, and he got tickets for Webster Hall for June 1st when he did the 20th anniversary. Yeah. Just them. He called me up first, and he goes, Doug, I knew you wanted to come to town for... Our buddy ran for assembly. He goes, if you come in, fly in Monday. And he goes, American Express or Citibank put out tickets. They're just going to do... So that's how I know they're at the Hollywood Bowl, because mm-hmm. I talked to my wife about getting them in Nine Inch Nails. I just can't do it. I can't sit through it. But uh, when is that? It's August 29th on a Monday night. I'm going. What the fuck? The Gambinos are out there. (laughs) So uh, I forgot what the fuck I was telling you. Or the Soundgarden. The Soundgarden fucking thing. You know what? Uh, Then on Sirius for the last month, they played them. I love Super Unknown. I love fucking Soundgarden. And. His voice. Watch the tapes. Yeah, but Joe, Joe, you can't, you can't sing like that, and scream like that, and put that kind of stress on your, and and think you're gonna do it for 20 years later. Oh my God! If watch Bad Motor Finger, watch uh, Whoa, you ride on me, Rusty King. Yeah, he doesn't even sing. The audience is singing. Oh, right now? Yeah, 
now. Yeah, dude, I'm, it's I tough. Can't, I can't sit through. It's tough. I can't pay two fifty. Is it two fifty at the bowl? Nine inch nails at the bowl. Those are white people. You got to park on fucking Vermont and walk up the hill. Dog, let me tell you something, man. The Hollywood Bowl, I walked out of the Stones there. And I loved the Stones. That's when I was smoking cigarettes. Wait, why did you walk out of the Stones? Because you had to go up and down every time I wanted to smoke a cigarette. Oh, you can't smoke a cigarette in the bowl? This was 10 years ago. I went with Danny Murr. Oh, Danny Murr was the old Danny listen Murr. To me, listen to me, guys. Danny Murr was the old manager at the, at the Tempe, Tempe Emperor. Sweetheart of a guy, but a tremendous coke fiend. Now, I, this is, he doesn't even exist. He lives in Chicago now. He's dead. No, he's alive in Chicago. Danny Murr I'm is dead. He didn't die. He called me three months ago. Danny Murr is dead. When did he die? I mean, are you kidding me? Am I wrong? No, that's the other guy that they found in a hotel room. No, no. Danny Murr it was, went to Chicago. He sold his house in Arizona after they found out he was stealing. He went to Chicago to How live with his brother. last name? M-E-H-R. He called me maybe... Before I went to Chicago to say that he felt really weird, but he wanted to come see me and come to the show, and I told him, I go, Danny, you're always welcome at my show. And he goes, can you put a word in for me at the Laugh Factory? Jamie won't even give me a job at the Laugh Factory. He goes, I'll turn the Laugh Factory into the best club in the country. I'm clean and sober now, blah, 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 blah. He goes, I'm just down and out because I'm taking care of the kids. Danny Murray was a good dude that they gave him little power, and he ran with it. And it... It consumed him. It consumed him uh, really bad. Why did I hear he No, died? no, no. It was the other guy that owned the Tempe Improv that disappeared, and they found him dead in the hotel, and they said that something that was fought, foul play, and then they cleared the murder. It wasn't. Danny Murr's in Chicago, alive and well. That guy snorted more blow yeah. to kill an elephant, and that's why his heart will tick like a fucking big lighter. I, but, I, uh, I swear to God. Maybe I just better No, him. no, no. He didn't. Uh, so he called me one night. He was in. We never did blow. Everybody, Joe Rogan always used to say, you and Danny Murray and I, I didn't want him around me. When I get high, I got to get out by myself. You used to, by the way, that yeah. was, you used to get high in your apartment yeah. by yourself. Unless there's a chick. And even then, I, I can't put up with the chitter chat unless I know they're going to suck my dick. Mm-hmm. I would not give them a line of coke until they showed me a pussy, an asshole, something. They had to come through on their end. This shit's a hundred a gram. I'm getting paid fifteen a set. Yeah, yeah. I had a fronted from Chewy. <laughs> yeah. No. By the way, that. not the Chewy you guys think it is. It's not little Chewy. No, no, no. No, not, it's a different Chewy. chewy. Yeah, different it's a different Chewy. chewy. So fucking. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not. Yeah, not not, not little Chewy. No. What are we talking about? How high are you right now? Who knows? You're, I know. Here's a here's a good. Yeah, I can see. I can see it slowly creep into your face. Your eyes start to close. Your eyes are still not open. Like yeah. what the fuck, fuck is? It. Who gives a fuck? I love it. What else you got left in there? I can't eat peanut butter. This is the, there's nothing in there. That's it. Why can't you eat peanut butter? It's I'm all, allergic to it. That sucks. I know. It was a fucking uh, uh, peanut butter was a tough one for me. Because I, 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 when I used to get high, when I, when I got high, I would love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And now I can't eat peanut butter anymore. No, it was crazy. I, would, I remember one time I picked up this girl, and she's like, where's the blow? And I gave her. How much I, money in your life do you think you spent on blow? Half a million. I figured it out one night. Did you? But I probably stole a million. You know, Josh, you know, it was a. In your career as a, as a criminal. I have a thousand you know, it's like life put a curse on me. Like, I went from not wanting to do coke to tasting it and not really figuring it out. And I was 15. Yeah. And then about three months later, after the acid and the THC crystal and all that shit started fading, cocaine was taking over. And every time you'd see people, they'd be sniffling. 
and we started snorting blow, like little bumps and shit like that. And even back then, like I just went off. Once, I think 85, I went off. And after that, it was like I was bumping into it. Like how the fuck do you get arrested for kidnapping, okay? I got arrested for kidnapping. Yeah. Okay, I get out, my roommate, George. Me and George were just talking about this maybe a month ago in New York. When I went back to Long Island. Yeah. He goes, how fucked up was that? that? So I get arrested. George is depressed. He thinks it's, he's the kiss of death. So he goes, I'm moving back to New York to be um, Kingsley's hotel art director. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, I'm heartbroken. I make a few calls from the newspaper. And I call, looking for an apartment, a roommate situation. So I call this guy, and he goes, I'm from Jersey. I go, and it just seems that he's from my same hometown only 15 years earlier. In fact, he, the, my, my high school wasn't even built then. You had to go to school in West New York. Mm-hmm. So I'm living with this guy, and after two weeks, I notice that every night this guy's tuned up. But he ain't alcohol tuned up. He's coke tuned up. So one day I go to get my jacket out of the closet, and I go, why is he always in this thing? And I look, and there's a bag of blow in the closet. So now I'm pinching a gram here, a gram there. It gets better. This Mexican guy comes to his house once a month and leaves a paint can. Full of blow? I go in the paint can. It's filled. I'm living with, you know, you understand? Yeah. I lived with this guy for eight months before I got sentenced. I was working at Hertz Rent-A-Car. I had to be there at 8. I would snort blow till 7.30 and ride my bicycle to Hertz Rent-A-Car. Because <laughs> I was trying to get in shape because I knew I was going to prison. So I would ride my bicycle all coked up and bold. Vote for me, right? The Hertz rent a car. Uh, I would wash cars let all me day, just tell you, pick up cars. The this fact is, that you were snorting blow all night, but you still had the presence of mind to know you were going to jail and thought you should get in shape. Did, oh, no, no. And that was three days a week. I, two days a week, I swam in the master swimming program. And those days, I couldn't do blow because Janie would know. Right. Janie was a freak, she, but she was an Ironman chick. So she really worked. That's why I learned how to fucking swim. Like, that was the ultimate. So I would hit the bag. I'd go home, have a chicken. I always ate chicken then. And right after that, he'd go, I'm going to bed. And then he would smoke it. Listen, the guy got so paranoid, he would smoke it. And I would walk right past him, tip it till into the garage, steal it. And then he would wake up in the morning. I'd see him going like, and i go, what's the matter? He goes, man, I, I got really high last night. <laughs> I did 22 grams. No, you didn't. You did three. I did the other 20. This went on. And then I got out of prison. And he was still selling blow, and I was in the halfway house. And he was driving a cab. <laughs> and I'd wait till he got in the cab, and I'd break in, steal a rock, and <laughs> this went on. Like, cocaine was always in my, I attracted it, like, for years. So you spent 500000 on it? Easy, easy. And how much, and you think you stole a million? Oh. <laughs> oh. What about all the people that I fronted from in the 80s? What about the guy? What about my godfather that chased me with a fucking gun? Because he gave me, what did he give me? He gave me fucking a pound. What about the Cubans that gave me a fucking pound that time? Because in the 80s, there was a time when, when in, in the early 80s when people couldn't get it. But then it was overloaded. So now people would call you and go, Joshua, if you want to blast. And then they would say to you, I mean, it was amazing. Guys, think of what I'm saying to you here. This is not somebody going, Josh, uh, can I borrow 300? No, this is me going, Josh, can you get rid of blow? And you're like, well, you know, Joey does it, Lee does it. Like, yeah, maybe. They're like, and you, what would, what would somebody say? You know, well, for 300, I'll give you an eight ball. And they look at you straight in the face and go, can I leave you like four ounces? And I'll pick the money up in a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a month, right? Yeah. 
I got a month to work for $8,000. I would take that fucking four hours, and then you come back in a month, I didn't have your money. And then what would you do? Well, I'll give you another six. Just tack on, make sure you have my money this time. I wouldn't have your six either. And then I disappeared, and the, the, the debt went away. You know how many times I did that? That's crazy. I was up $60,000 in Coke money in July of 86. By October of 86, I was down 40000 uh-huh. Looking out windows, flushing Coke down toilets. And here's the beauty of it. I would go to people and go, hey, Josh, well, let me get front of me now. It's Joey, dog, I love you, but you got a reputation. Dog, what the fuck? And I'd work you till I got you for something. I'd get you for a half ounce. I know you're going to fuck me, but I'll give you a half ounce. <laughs> a half ounce, that's, a, that's an afternoon for a guy like me. 600, all I would do is sell six, and then I'd work you. You know how I many people would give me a gram, and I'd say, okay, and then they'd give me an eight ball, and all of a sudden you got them up to two ounces. And they're like, all right, fucking take it. And next thing you know, you're like, pam. <laughs> <laughs> and they're looking for you, and then you're like a fucking, you know how many fucking times in the 80s, you know how many debts are outstanding? There was a guy named Jay. How did you not get the shit beat out of you? How did you avoid that? How did you avoid people coming after you for their money? Because we I chucked and jive for as long as I could hold them off, then right. I disappear. But when I disappear, I took eight bodies with me. Like they all show up at a bar one night depressed. What happened? No, nothing. What, nothing. Joey Diaz took me for four ounces. What? He took me for eight. <laughs> no, he took me for 22. Oh, my God, that piece of shit. It was crazy. I took a guy easy in 87 for $40,000. But didn't you tell me that the Colombians came looking for you one time at your mom's bar? Was that your mom's bar? No, no, my mom was dead at that time and all that shit. I had these people looking for me one time, and I told Lee this story. Before I left New York in 85, I had three sets of people looking for me. I had my godfather who baptized me, the guy who put water on my head in 19... He was 64 in Cuba, not even in the United States, in Cuba. I worked him, but I don't want the people at home to think, well, Joey, you were a piece of shit. No, 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 no. When my mother died, he was supposed to be there, and he came around for a while, then he disappeared. Right. When I caught him four years later, he was going to pay for what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took an oath when he baptized me. Yep. And he told me after my mother died, me and you were straight, you're going to come over once a week. He hooked up with some chick. I had anger. You have anger when people thought I was mad at God for taking my mother. He shows up one day and buys me a jacket. I'm like, what the fuck? And I got into a fight that night and it got ripped. So I saw him three days later. He tried to rekindle a relationship. So one day I go, dog, I need a fucking, I need a house. I need a place to live. I need to fucking start my life. He goes, I can't do nothing for you, but I can give you some coke to sell. He goes, I got a couple kilos at the house. I don't know if I could. I don't know nobody who does coke. Let me ask. I work people, bro. Yeah. Then you come back a day later, listen, my buddy, give me an eight ball. I'll see what I can do. And the next thing you know, a quarter. Next thing you know, a couple of ounces, and I'm paying you on time. If you told me 2 o'clock, I'm there at one fifteen. And also one day, it's, you're off guard, Josh. You just go, you know what, take an ounce. Take a quarter, puck and pound. Because you worked it. You were such, had, a, you were such had, a good soldier. I had 10 people working at one time always. Always remember, I just wasn't working him. When I was here, even in 80, even five years ago, eight years ago, I had El Compadre, I had the brother, yeah. I had the white DJ from the fucking bar yeah, on yeah, Vine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had three guys, so nobody knew each other. Nobody could say, 
Fucking Joey called me tonight. He called me too. He needs. He's got a fucking drug problem. Right. I'd have four guys working. The Armenian. <laughs> yeah. So I had the Armenian, the black dude, El Compadre. Was the Armenian the guy who rode his bicycle? The Armenian's the guy that rode his bicycle. Then I had a the, drug dealer on a bicycle. Then right? I had the DJ that got off at three. He got off at two every night. He was a DJ on a club on Hollywood Boulevard, the Chinese bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in there, and he had a motorcycle. So that's how I knew to come downstairs on Schrader. I would be so paranoid, and I'd hear, rung, rung, and I'd run down. I'd give him a DVD. And he'd get two in the morning outside of Schrader right there. Fucking horrible, Joshua. Remember when we saw Leonardo DiCaprio oh. in front of there and shit during the Titanic? Yeah. You know, this is what you do, dog. Yeah. This is what you do. This, you know, everybody goes through a dose of that. So for some people, it's prescription medication. For some, for the people, you know, I'm a kid from the 80s. That's what, you know, that's what the fuck it was. What are you going to do in that quarter? I Listen, they gave me two or three of them. Remember mm-hmm. in San Jose yeah. last year? And one night I was home, and I broke it in half. Just a skin popper, just to see if yeah. it was a, a dud. And nothing happened. I popped another one. I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't I think I popped I think I popped one of my wife's Valiums and shit. And I fucking... I'm Lee, just, eat, a, eat a piece of... Lee, eat a piece no of this way. cookie. But there is no way. Here's the thing. You need to eat a piece of this cookie, it, it, Bob, you, no. you do to him what you did to Gavin that day. I do that. He does it what, constantly. What he did to... What you did to, to our friend Gavin Boyd... <laughs> this was when edibles were just starting to kind of kick in around here. There was a girl named... What was her name? She used to date Larry Vazio, blonde with big fucking tits. Really cute face. She used to come to comedy. She was barefoot. When a bitch shows up barefoot, you know somebody's getting their dick sucked. Larry Vazio. He's crazy now. He's on Facebook. He changes his pictures every day. (laughs) (laughs) When somebody somebody changes their picture every day, that's not good. Unfriend those motherfuckers, dog. Because that's a bad situation. They're going to shoot up a Starbucks or something. He even drew a picture of himself and put it up there one day. I can't deal with that. I had to lose that motherfucker. Oh my. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. That is hilarious. Coconuts, she was from Vancouver Island in Canada. And she would only work the season up there. And she would sell fucking cookies on the beach. And she was hot, guys. This bitch had some titties, a fucking face. She was uh, blonde, like Norwegian looking. I mean, this bitch was banging. And one night I put her up somewhere. Something happened. And she gave me like three cookies. And she goes, dog, caution. And I'm like, what? Fuck this bitch. And I dropped one of those. And I think Gavin. Yeah. They went to Gavin. Poor guy. He had to walk the dog. That was no. That, remember, that remember was the, the beginning. That was 97, You remember the time when he he got so high where he, wouldn't, he couldn't come out of his bed? And we were in his apartment. And he literally, he called the ambulance. Like, I think I'm dying. <laughs> Lee, take, take, taste it. You don't no, want it. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, Lee, no, no, you need no, no, a little Lee, bit. You need a little, a little bit. bit. You need a little, a little bit. bit. Just taste it. Lee, you need a little bit. Because I got to you, know, you know you're not going on until you taste it. So oh, shit. We're, we're almost two hours, Joe. We are out of here. Go ahead. Come on. Just a little piece. Ladies and gentlemen. You like it. You know what? I, Lee, don't fuck around. Come on. This is Lee, the, try that. off the rails. Everybody here is fucking stoned to the gills. And, try it. Try and it. don't be eating it like a, like a half a fag either. He eats it and nibbles on it like it's a, like it's a sperm pee. bullet. Eat that. Eat that. You're a savage. You're an Ali Molly. Look at you. It's delicious. It's oh. really good. It tastes good. 
It tastes good. Give me that fucking thing, oh. cocksucker. It's delicious. Stuff. All right. Joe Diaz. What, brother? Thank you very much for coming in. Thank here. you for having me. This is hysterical. I mean, it's completely. Here's the deal. It's it's. Uh, Nobody called. We didn't ask for any people to call. Do you want to? You want to take a couple phone calls? Sure. We have not? one of our favorites. Who's in? Jeffrey. Want, yeah, do you want to take that? Yes. Okay. Jeffrey. Hold on. There you go. Hey, Jeffrey. Oh, hey guys. How are you? I like that guy you were talking to. Yeah, that's He's Joey. Hilarious. He's funny, right? We're having a good time here, Jeffrey. We ain't fucking around tonight. Jeffrey, what are you doing, buddy? Well, just before you guys uh, sign off, I uh, I want to hear you, before you sign off, I want to hear you sing a little bit of that kick me up to the ball game that you bombed. Oh, uh, I bombed it, but I can do it now because I wouldn't start too low. I would start well, okay. so, I would start somewhere around. I wouldn't start at I would start at take. See, take. That's where the problem was. What was the, have, you, have you been listening, Jeffrey, to the whole show? I've been watching uh, tell, and listening. Tell me what your time. what what was your favorite story that Joey told? Uh, I, I kind of think all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he sounds like kind of a fun guy to be around. Oh, we have a good time. Yeah, he's a good time. Uh, for those of you who don't aren't familiar with Joe, what's we'll to me your podcast? The Church of What's Happening on Myself and Lee Syad every morning. Yeah, coming at you like the big black Kahuna. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. you know what, I'm saying? Uh, what, what have you been doing with yourself, Jeffrey? Uh, just running, doing my jogging, and uh, not smoking as much. Are you drinking anymore. wine? Are you drinking wine and smoking cigarettes when you jog? Uh, <laughs> 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 I gotta do something. Oh, no, no, I remember what I was gonna say. That uh, Joe guy. Oh, hey Joe. Hey buddy. That Joe guy <laughs> and you yeah. have a, a dynamic very similar to uh, uh, Frank Reynolds and Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Joey and I have known each other for a long, long time. There, we've been through a, 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 a bunch of ups. What was it? What was the saying? Be be nice I to people on the way up. Because you're gonna see the same motherfuckers <laughs> on the way down. Like that crack hole, my friend bought the crack hole. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'm a, what, what do I do with this? I don't know. I smoke. <laughs> I smoked crack when I was here. You smoked crack in L.A.? Yeah, for about six weeks, seven weeks. What? When? When I first oh. moved in with Terry. Oh, you did? They used to smoke. They used to sell crack on Orange. Yeah. By the by the uh, Chinese theater. Yeah. So one night I couldn't find Don Sleazy. And I said, fuck it. I seen two black guys on the corner. I said, Psst, what do you got? I gave him a 20. I gave him this big rock for 20 bucks. I took it. I cut it. I tried to snort it. Nothing happened. I told somebody <laughs> a week later. It's like, that's crack, bro. Yeah, smoke that. And then the next one night I went home with a can of fucking can of Coke. Yeah. I put holes in it. And I smoked crack for about... I got dirty fingernails. I didn't tell <laughs> Yeah, see, Jeffrey? Well, it, it sounds like you don't like to live it up at all, Joe. We don't fuck around here. No, no, friend. he's a very calm individual <laughs> who's never experienced anything in his whole life. Did, uh, Jeffrey, um, it's a little different than when Sarah's sitting in, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, just a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I... I, I uh, uh, let me... Uh, I do argue... I seem like I'm arguing with myself, Josh, because I, sorry, but um, I'm picking up what you're laying down. I hear you fucking big chicken. <laughs> That's my boy. I like that fucking guy. Really eat the cookie, cocksucker. 
Jeffrey, thank you very much for calling, buddy. Uh, and make sure, yeah, listen, if you, if you like yeah, if, you, if you like what you hear from Joey, the Church of What's Happening Now. You Church should. of What's Happening Now, Vegas, July 18th. Come on out, Jeffrey. I'll buy a cocktail. He's in Toronto. Oh, to, come on they down. They you don't got let paperwork. Him. Come they on don't let down. him out of Canada. I got a nice little fucking 14-year-old Vietnamese kid that plays <laughs> the drums. You know what I'm saying? You bring them over, play the drums, you play the tuba. Uh, Jeffrey, thanks for calling, man. Stay black. He's gone. All right. That uh, Jeffrey is is may is maybe my favorite caller. Oh, Jeffrey was a little subdued tonight. Yeah, he was. That was calm. That was maybe Jeffrey who's taking a little nap. He's maybe been well rested, right? He had his thoughts pretty well. Lee, don't you think he had his thoughts pretty well put together? Yeah, I was. I was very surprised. Look at the shape of Lee. Lee don't know about thoughts. No, Look at his shirt. It's like, what are you going to do? Lee, what are you going to do tonight? After the you leave the both of you. You should see your eyes. Oh, please. I mean, I know he's high when his, his, he has long eyelashes. <laughs> what do you mean? His eyelashes, girl? He, he has long eyelashes and they get, they get really close together. His, just so you know, Lee, when you get high, your eyelashes don't move. No, no. Well, yeah, well the lids do. Look at, <laughs> look at the shape of this. You thing. are a fucking wreck. Lee, right what are you going to do when you go home? Oh, tell, tell my me <laughs> You're going to go to sleep. You ain't going to sleep. You tonight. are a fucking wreck right now. Let's do some kettlebells tonight. We're going to do a couple kettlebells. Oh, are you guys going to do my Fit Foods? Yeah, we're going to go tomorrow. Start I'm going to take them tomorrow. Hopefully. What time are you going to go? Which one are you going to go to? I think I got to go to kettlebells. You know, I got the kids, so I don't know tomorrow. I don't know. There's only one in Studio City, he told me. There's yeah. one in Hollywood and Studio City. Yeah. What is the phone number? For 222. 818-284-6171. All right. If anybody is... If anybody would like to ask Joe Diaz a question. Don't ask me shit, because I ain't going to give you no fucking answers. I don't know you. I don't know some guy named Gags. Yeah. <laughs> we got five minutes. I got to run. I got to get home. I gotta, I'm ghostwriting somebody's book. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. I dude. think you're going to Acapulco tomorrow. I so. wish I was going to Acapulco tomorrow. Where's, where's Jakey? What's he doing? Jakey's at the house right now. What's he uh, doing? He got in a little bit of trouble. Wow. Yeah. He didn't do what he was supposed to do, because he was going to his girlfriend's house to, you know, Sure. Have a little fun, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, but so he came back, and I was like, "Hey, you didn't do any of the stuff I told you to do before you left." And he goes, "I know." And I was like, "That's it." And he was like, "I don't really have any excuse." And I was like, "Okay, well, <laughs> he punished for? He just can't use the cars. He's punished for. He's got to get a fucking job, and he's got to, you know, he's just got to get his shit together a little bit. He's a good guy. He's a young kid. I know he's a good There's guy. No more jobs for you. What are you gonna do? Send him to Hawaiian Island? No, you know what? Adam's gonna get him a job catering. Come He's on. a good guy, but he needs to get he needs to get a little bit of structure. It'll be good for him. We got a call if you want to take it. Yeah, I where's he it. going to school next year? He's going to high. He's a senior in high school. Okay. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Steve from Kansas City. What's oh up, shit! What's happening, man? What's going on, dude? How are you? <coughs> All right, man. Is this your first time calling in? It is, man. It is. I got I, I, I got to be honest, man. Been listening to you guys for quite a while, and. Uh, uh, you know, obviously with Sarah most of the time, but uh, I love the fucking podcast. You guys kick so much ass. Thank and you. I love tuning in live and you know listening later and watching the video live later. Have you? Awesome, have you? you have you? Thank you. Have you heard Joey before? Oh 
fuck yeah, man. Are you kidding me, Coco? That's my, that's my fuck dog yeah. right there. <laughs> I know when he called in. We did blow together in 92. <laughs> <laughs> you, Sanford and Sons. Oh! With, the with the guy's wig, it goes to the side. Here's the, the best. The is on the, fire. His, uh, Craig Glazer. Okay. Craig Glazer. He's the best thing about Craig Glazer. He's always like, that chick, every chick, that chick wants to fuck me. Oh, that chick, yeah, that chick wants to fuck me. I fucked her one time right when I got out of prison. That chick wants to fuck me. Every fucking, and, and the dude looks like he's 75, and he's like, everybody says I look I'm, like I'm 32. And he's got a fucking wig. It's crooked. Once you have a wig like that, it's 2014, and you're showing up like that thinking nobody else knows. I could see like an old Jewish guy with a wig. He's 80 and the sideburns, and you're like, fuck, I don't give a fuck. Guy, I love you to death. You're 80. And when they try to put it over on you, yeah. and you should, you never went there when he did blow. I went there. No. The first time I went there with Rogan, he was fucking He's gacked blasted, out. Blasted. 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 And the wig kept tipping him and the guy from CAA. What was the guy from CAA that's still there? He wears, he wears a wig and the wig pops up and he does a couple blasts. No, but I just Craig's, Craig's wig would be would change throughout the night. His hairline changed. It went back by by, by like midnight. It was back a little too far. And by two in the two a.m., he would move it forward a little bit. It looked fucking terrible. Eat the cookie, cocksucker. Do you know what he said to me once? We, I, I think the second time I was there, I walk in and he was like, "There was a girl sitting in his office," and he was like, "Hey." You fuck teenagers? And I go, what? And he goes, you fuck teenagers. I go, no. And he goes, you don't fuck teenagers? <laughs> and I said, no, I don't fuck teenagers. He was like, I told her you were going to fuck her. I'm like, I'm not fucking a teenager, dude. He was like, okay. Like like I was the fucking crazy one. Hey, you fuck teenagers? <laughs> Steve, do you know where Stanford and Son is? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Dog, let me tell you do you know where Stanford and Son is? Teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a Stanford and Son story. The first time I got out to Stanford and Son, I'm supposed to fly in on Tuesday night to do Wednesday morning radio, but I booked Law & Order SVU in New York. So I can't do Tuesday night. I got to fly in Tuesday night. I get there Tuesday night, I'm joined for a fucking line of coke in the worst way. I've never been to Kansas City before. When I get to the airport, as I'm getting my luggage, I see a police light. And it's spinning. And all of a sudden, I see a guy walking towards me. He goes, you Joe Diaz? Whew, thank God. Tell me you got a license on you. And I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, the cop. And his jaw is going. It's not Craig. It's his assistant, the manager. Uh, and his jaw is going. And he's like, the cop pulled me over. I don't have a license. And they won't let me drive you back unless you drive out of the airport. And you know me. My license at the time was... Yeah, a little iffy. It was good to look at, but yeah. don't call it in. <laughs> if you call it in, we might have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was good for appearances yeah. to cash checks yeah. and shit like that. Check to get into a bar. Uh, but I wouldn't run it if I was you. Yeah. And he's like, I need your license. I'm like, dog, let me talk to the cop. And I put the cop together. So I'm like, how you doing? I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me from The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah at the time, everybody right. thought I was the guy in The Sopranos. Big pussy. So as soon as I walked out, I was like, oh, my God, wait, come on down. Saturday night, yeah, Gandolfini's going to be to everybody. Get, yeah, right. <laughs> the cop let us go. I get in the car. He lets me drive away. And he, not only does this guy come, he's gacked out. He's got some fucking white, dirty chick in the fucking car. Kansas City brand. You know which ones I'm talking about. They'll suck your dick. You just met him at the bar. 
You told me you got some Valiums at the house. Dirty, half of dirty feet. Dirty feet. Yeah. Their arm sticks a little bit, but you don't give a fuck. It's a Tuesday night, and you're getting your dick stuck. Right? So this <laughs> We drive back. They're fucking jawing in the car. They're drinking alcohol. They're talking up a storm about history and all this shit. Let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck if your eyes are glazed, if your jaw is not moving. I know you're cooked up once you're dropping history. That's how you know. If you're talking about history? History. Yeah. Once they start talking about Nixon and Watergate, they're a goner. Yeah. They're a goner. All you got to do is give me the package. How'd you know? You started dropping Nakasaki and the Japs and shit. <laughs> And I said to these two fucking things, and you know me, yeah. like nothing offended me more when you lied to me about blow. So we get to the hotel and they're like, to be fair, you thought everybody was lying to you. Yeah, about when blow. it came to blow. Like if I drive past the house and the lights were on, I go, there's blow in the yeah. house. And to be fair, if you were like, do you have so, blow? But there's some people who had it and didn't want to give it up. You always gave it up yeah, after okay. I talked to yeah. you for an hour. You'd always go, I got a little bit in my left pocket. <laughs> I was saving it for the house. Malia, you know. But, uh, what the fuck are we talking about? You're talking about being in Kansas City. So we're in Kansas City, and I, and I tell these two idiots in front of the hotel, I go, listen, do me a favor, guys. I just got off a plane. I had a rough day. Can you put together a 60 for me? And they both looked at me like, what are you talking about? And the guy's jaw tried to stop. He yeah. was like holding, holding tight it in. to it. And he's like holding it. And they're like, no, nah, we don't know what you're talking about. I said, listen, I will turn this fucking car around and take you right back to that fucking cop. You think I'm fucking with you? I've been on the plane for fucking three hours from Kennedy Airport. Take me to the fucking guy who sold you the coke. I got serious. And the guy goes, okay, man, calm down. We just got to go back to the club. I got some at the club. And he gave me the 60 bucks. I went to the room. I jerked off till 8 in the morning. I did radio. <laughs> and that was it. You know how you do it. You're looking out windows. <laughs> then the next night I went back and I got a grand from him again. And he told me don't give it to a waitress. That there was a certain waitress that gets crazy. And that's the first bitch I gave it to. That's the first bitch I lured into the kitchen. And I gave it to her. She was like a 21-year-old with a hot fucking kid. And she's like, you got more? So I got another gram on the arm. And like fucking made her meet me at the hotel. And I took her fucking panties off. She was like 21, John. She had the hairiest fucking pussy I had ever. And the middle of it smelled like a fucking... Like a fucking armpit. Like a gyro. Like the middle of it. And I didn't give a fuck... I was coked up. I ate that fucking monkey like a savage. I put a coke rock in a snatch. Her hips were moving. We had no condoms, so she wouldn't let me fuck her. I fucking came on her neck, her little outfit. She had one of those Stanford shirts. You know how they have the thing? I came running insignia. I didn't give a fuck that night. Oh my god, it was fucking terrible. The next day she was embarrassed. I, was, I didn't give a fuck. I ate that ass like a her asshole smelled. You know like after they work like the shift and they took a shit like at four and now they sweat up and they got the little I didn't give a fuck. I was to that point in my cocaine addiction where I was eating ass with a barnacle around the asshole or something. When you're sniffing, you can smell the shit, but you don't give a fuck. Oh, my God. You lick that fight. Oh, that little swamp pussy, it takes me back. <laughs> hey, hey, Steve, is that what you were expecting from your phone call? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Joe, you are one of the best motherfucking oh my God. ever. You got oh, my God. You, got, you know how to tell them. Oh, my God. Man, so I so forgot I all about that shit. You literally sigh that motherfucker straight up. 
Josh, love you, man. Keep Thanks, going. Steve. You I appreciate Sarah, it. Love you both. Thanks, man. Take care, you guys. You keep me laughing, brother. All right, Thank man. You. Stay black, man. Let's get out of here. That, we can't. Yeah, we can't it. top that. Guys, I'm going to be at the Fort Lauderdale Improv this weekend. Come down, and thank you. You going to play out with AWOL? Sure. Yeah. See you.